Good morning. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Um, I don't think my voice is fixed yet, although it sounds kind of good right now, like on the way in. Because uh, you were screaming last night so loud. And- so that actually was very sad, is because of the allergy. I, I found myself like wanting to. For those that don't know, I went to the Mariah Carey show in Philadelphia last night, which I was... It, it's funny because I... When I've told people that I was going to Mariah Carey, it's been a complete mix of, oh, that's awesome, and oh, I'm so sorry. And I apologize. This is the problem. I think the people that are saying, oh, I'm so sorry, think they have, they like, when I went to see Shania Twain with my wife last summer, zero interest. None. Not my thing. Shania Twain has never resonated with me. Like, that, don't get me wrong, I'll tap along to that, the Let's Go Girls song. Like, I'll do that. But, like, her music just never. There's no, but I think what people heard was, I hate all pop music. Well, that's not the case at all. Not even a little bit. Not even close. You just hate Shania Twain. I don't hate Shania Twain. It just, it's nothing for me. There is no connection between me and Shania Twain at all. It did not, does not resonate. I don't think I I also think that like Shania Twain is uniquely for women. Like, I think it's like girl anthems, you know? Like, I just, I never sensed that Shania Twain... Mariah Carey in her heyday was for everybody. We were all transfixed. Now, there's uniquely a generation now, like Griffin, who probably only think of Mariah Carey around Christmas. It's true. It is true. And by but, the way, but her Christmas good. music, yeah. phenomenal. Phenomenal. You don't realize that the grip she had, she had like records for the most Billboard number one. She was star of stars for 10 years i mean biggest star on the planet her music is ridiculous my buddy and i he made like a mariah carey playlist for the drive up to philly yesterday and like it's it's hilarious how each song is better than the next one you're just i love so i was over the moon excited about mariah carey now, I wish that it had been more like 50-50, like more 50% Christmas songs and 50% her catalog. It was more like 80% Christmas songs and 20% her catalog. And the truth is we all want to hear the one. <laughs> like, that's the reality. Like, we all want to hear you do that song, but we'd be good with you just playing your songs the rest of the night. She did, like, Always Be My Baby, which is one of the great songs of the last 40 years. Um, hero. She did a bunch of her songs, and that was awesome. But um, I could have used more, truthfully, because <laughs> Mariah Carey's that good. So, how long was the show? Hour forty-five, something oh, okay. like that. I mean, it was That's, it was yeah. it was fine. You know what I mean? Like it was it was. Uh, I could have used three hours of Mariah Carey, but I, she's also getting up there. I don't think she sings like that anymore. I, I think I think that's a challenge. All good. I had a great time. I had a wonderful time. I, it was really – if you're going to the show in Baltimore tomorrow night, awesome. It was an awesome show. And she's Mariah. It's an icon. All in. I wish I could have screamed along to every song. I wish that would have been an option because it's one of my favorite things to do at concerts. I love doing that. I made the mistake. I was at a Third Eye Blind show two summers ago on a Saturday night, and I forgot I had to do the Rita and Glenn program the next day on 105.7 The Fan. And I came in like this after screaming along all night at Third Eye Blind. I, I mean, I think people appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I think they would rather the voice they hear on the radio sound 
like a voice. So I would have loved to have done that at Mariah. That would have been awesome uh, if I could have done that at Mariah Carey last night. Alas, it was not to be, but it was great. It was really great. And uh, if you weren't going to go tomorrow night, I encourage you to. If I, I don't even know if there are tickets available, but it's a hell of a show, man. It's, uh, it's a really, really good time. Uh, hoping that we're going to do a hell of a show today. we got a lot to do on the program. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Superbook. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Griffin is super confident in the under tonight, so much so that he will do nothing Exactly. if the under doesn't hit. That's how confident he is. He will put absolutely zero behind it. All I can say he is, is giving you nothing. I feel pretty good about this one. Right, but to, to, with nothing at stake, with zero at stake. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. And um, you can get in on all the action for this weekend, football-wise, with, if you haven't signed up yet, a two hundred up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, from Superbook. So make sure you get in today. I have my, I have, you know, my, my, my legacy on the line here, kind of. This is a legacy under. It would be a legacy under if anything was at stake. Nothing's at stake. It's definitely... Going if, to be an you, under, though. If you miss it, we just come in tomorrow and do a show. That's the problem. You can't state it's a legacy under unless something is at stake. You have to have some sort of stake. Speaking of stakes, I could use one. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody in the neighborhood want to bring by a nice it's, New York strip? You just, you just want a steak? I mean, did you I get a cheesesteak while you were up there? No. No. I guess he didn't. I don't, know how I, I don't want to talk about how. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I've got a place that I like to go, mm. and I guess I have not figured out that they're at, like, they, it's more of a lunch place than it is a dinner place, and I thought we could go there at a certain time, and it was close. It was a whole thing. I don't want to, oh, well, I, I think we, I've I'm talked about it before. About John's Roast Pork is my spot in Philadelphia. Gotcha. That's my place. And I said, well, we're going, we're going to go, you know, up into the city, we're going to Franklin Square to do their Christmassy stuff, and then we'll go to John's Roast Pork, and... John's roast pork was closed. Cancel the whole trip. I there was a thought. <laughs> there was a thought. Well, sorry, Mariah. No reason to be here any longer. Yeah, I was not okay with that. That was that was very bad news for your boy. Your boy was not handling it well. Um, anyway, I uh, I think I think if you want this to be the game that you're trying to make it out to be, you have to offer something. Doesn't have to be underwear. Doesn't have to be that. Just something. That you're willing to do to to put some stakes on the under tonight. If you're going to be Dr. Under, if you're going to be uh, somewhere under the rainbow, you know? Like, if that's who you're going to be as a person, you have to have something involved in order for that to be the case. Otherwise, frankly, we're not going to allow you to continue this charade. You're right. not allowed to continue to be Mr. I just under. won't give out. I just won't tell, tell people when I like unders. You're not allowed to be the under man. Okay. Yeah, the underpants. Yeah, under Captain Under uh, Captain Underpants. Yeah, is what we might call you, Captain Under. Um, not really a whole lot going on last night. There's not really a whole lot to discuss. The Draymond Green suspension is kind of hilarious. Yeah, like it. It really is funny. Yeah. In like the you're sending a, f- what is he? Thirty five. How old is Draymond Green? Jesus. And I'm not trying to. I don't want to knock counseling. By the way, I don't want to knock like trying to get help. He's thirty three. Why does he seem like the oldest 33-year-old yeah, no, ever known to man? Jesus. He's played in a lot of NBA finals. That part is true. Um, I'm not trying to knock counseling. I think counseling is a very good thing. But th- really? Like, really? 
I, the interesting part to me is the NBA stepping in and saying we're no longer going to allow this to fly. We are we're telling you this is the last one. And that's not what they said. It's what they're making clear through this. Is that there's no more 10 game suspensions, there's no more 5 game, 4 game, there's none of that. We're not doing it anymore. We're stepping in. The antics are over. Over. And if you can't do that, then you're done. And by the way, some people might say Draymond Green's done anyway. But the NBA is officially stepping in and saying, this is the end of it. This is the end of us just putting up with it because you were a star player that got a lot of attention on a marquee basketball team because everything was just, you know, just close enough that we could suggest that maybe that was within the gray area of how you play basketball. We're done with that. It's over. Who knows if he's even actually going to go do this therapy or this counseling as much as it's the NBA saying that's what you're going to do and stepping in and making it very clear it won't happen again. And what they're really saying is the next time it's going to be a year-long suspension. The next time it's going... with the ne- We are making it abundantly clear you're not pulling this crap anymore. And there's no entertainment value to it. Like, at a point... Draymond's antics were kind of part of all of this. But this is nonsense. Chokeholds. It's just nonsense. It's not basketball. It's... I don't even know what it is. So, I don't at all blame the NBA for trying to step in. I don't at all blame them for saying, no more, no mas, it's over. So, you know, the guy, God bless, God bless. That's that's what it is. And then add into that from last night, obviously, uh, Giannis going for 64 points for the Bucks, which was, you know, that was kind of neat. Like, that was a, a hell of a performance. If you watch the NBA in December, it was a hell of a performance. So those, I guess, were the big stories from yesterday. Um, oh, okay. So what should we do then? We had a guest scheduled for 1020 yes. that's got to push back. Now i got to think about whether... Chicago State beat a Northwestern. Yeah, that. So I believe that means Same they move into the Purdue. Yeah, yeah, so they they move into the Big Ten now. I believe. I, or I think they become the new number one team in the country. Isn't uh, that the way that it works? I believe. Yeah, I mean, like something they like that. It's transitive property keeps that all spinning and going. That's the way that that works. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure, but God bless. Uh, the only other news from yesterday. So Malik Cunningham said that he came to Baltimore because the Ravens told him they were going to develop him as a quarterback. John Harbaugh says. That's more of a future thing. 
for now, he may, you know, work with some other positions, which all kind of plays into what we talked about yesterday. It smells like what they're saying is we don't think Tyler Huntley is going to be around much longer. We're probably going to let him walk, save some money, let Malik Cunningham be either our primary backup or one of the backups. We're going to choose to save money at backup quarterback next year. That's what it smells like. I still am struggling with the idea of them having four quarterback spots on their roster. It feels like if another player were to come back in the next few weeks, like if Devin DuVernay is back for the playoffs, if Tyus Bowser uh, were to be back at some point, that Josh Johnson feels like a likely odd man out again, which, you know, I hate that for him, but that's what it is. I just I don't know how many teams can afford to have four quarterback spots. And to say he's going to work out with those other positions, man, again, I'll come back to either he's going to be one of those or he's – what are we doing? I'm just – I'm completely wildly uninterested in trying to force Malik Cunningham onto the field for the sake of forcing Malik Cunningham on the field. But – the wording from John Harbaugh and Malik Cunningham yesterday smells like the writing is on the wall that the Ravens have kind of accepted that Tyler Huntley's not part of this moving forward. And so because of that, you know, this is an area where they can save a little bit of money and they have to think about those areas as they pay more money to Lamar Jackson. That's just sort of the nature of the beast. Um, as far as the injury report is concerned, I, I guess it's a go- good thing that Kyle Hamilton participated yeah. in general, although he was very non-committal about his availability for Sunday. Well, he said, what, up in the air is yeah. what he said. So. Um, Makes me lean towards yeah. I'd rather him sit I, out, I, I, I think. I don't, I, don't never, I don't get involved in that, right? Yeah. Like, if you're healthy enough to play, you're healthy enough to play. This, we always get caught up in this. Is somebody 100%? Either you're healthy enough to play or you're not. And you're at a point in the season where, like, I, it's always one thing if there's, like, a bye coming up and you say, hey, let's target after the bye and let's not force it. But there's nothing like that coming up. And, you know, to say, well, this we think this game is more important than this other game. Well, if you don't win this game, then the next game isn't quite as important, right? Like, I, if you're healthy enough to play, you play. And if you're not, you don't. That's kind of the, the, sim, the simplistic nature of it. And... Somebody would say, well, isn't there gray area in between there, like a Marcus Williams type? Maybe. Maybe there's some gray area in there, but they've got to figure that out. I don't, I don't get involved with that too much. The fact that he was on the practice field at all, considering how we were feeling a couple of days ago, kind of remarkable, right? Um, that alone, you would say, is a good thing, that he was on the practice field. But, yes, no commitment whatsoever about his availability for uh, Sunday and Ravens Jaguars. All right, do you want to do this in reverse order? Do you want to do? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We'll run the Tyus segment yeah. now. Can yeah. we take a break? Um, I mean, we can go right into it if you want. I never know what he's doing back there. The meatloaf. I never. I just never know. I never know. Uh, you want to tell everybody what's happening at the Green Turtle right now? Yeah, the Green Turtle has a great thing going on because uh, when you go over to the Green Turtle, you can bet the under tonight because they're giving you a free $10 bet every Thursday at the new Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson or Canton. Stop by, get your free $10 bet, watch the game, and enjoy some great Green Turtle food, so make sure you check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton or both. Uh, the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting with a $10 free bet each and every Thursday. 
Uh, we, uh, of course, were out at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane on Tuesday night for the Tyus Bowser Show. And right now, we'll go ahead and bring you segment number two of that show, if you missed it, on GCR. Welcome back in for segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show. We are live at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane in Roland Park. Press Box 105.7, the fan. I'm Glenn. She's Rita. He is Tyus Bowser. I don't even know what else there is. I love Alonzo so much. I've been to Alonzo so many times over the years, whether it's the wings, the Indian food from Namaste. It is all outstanding. Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane in Roland Park. We love them. All right, before we have you put your analyst hat on, real quick, because you mentioned when you're jumping around, you had to think about your knee for a second. Yeah. You all right? Tweeted? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, yeah, all right. Good. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Any chance we still, you know. There's always a chance. All right. That's all I needed. There's that's, always a chance. That's all I needed. I don't like when I hear the term angry, by the way. What is it? Yeah. Is, is that your term or is that his term? That was definitely his term. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't know. You've never described your knee as being angry? No. No? Never. <laughs> never. Uh-uh. Okay. Very good. Let's move forward. It's time to be analyst Tybo. All right. So, you know, we, we get this from Marlon likes to pretend that he's an analyst sometimes. I'll be seeing it, man. He's not really good yeah, at his it. His record in picking really. college football games is very bad. Although I think that he did do good the, the um, rival weekend. He did do good rivalry weekend. Yeah, it's a bad overall but, but, record. But, yeah, I was about to say overall he's really not good. So we want yeah. you to be analyst Tybo. Okay. So I start with this. Give me a young player on the team this year. A young that player. has most Im- from start from where they were when they showed up this year to where they are now. Who has most impressed you? Who has most impressed me? Mm-hmm. I would probably say uh, T. Rob, T. Rob, Tavis Robinson, Tavis Robinson. Yep. Okay. We um, haven't we haven't fully been able to see it yet. Like we see it in doses, yeah. right? And that and that's what I like because he's still a rookie. He's still a young guy. He's still figuring it out, but. What he's been able to, um, he's been able to take on a role that is controlled, and he's able to be productive. He's able to go out there and play hard and not think so much. Because I know for me, being a rookie, I had to think a lot just because of my position and having to drop, having to rush, having to do different types of stuff. And I can definitely say it was a little overwhelming, but I had the opportunity to do the same thing in college, so it helped me. And for him, I could see just with him having to play the four tag, having to play the five, mm-hmm. just different types of stuff, especially Especially with the numbers as far as with the outside linebacker group and D-line group. He's been able to take on, you know, a few challenges and make the most of it. And you could just see, you know, little sparks as far as him getting this groove. You can start seeing him starting to make plays. He had had mm-hmm. his first yep. sack. And I was yep. like, I'm starting to see it. I'm seeing it come along, you know. And it's not nothing crazy like no Zay Flowers with a ton of plays and, you know, a ton of moments, especially, you know, this past week. But just being able to see what he's able to do in a controlled environment with the plays that he has and what coach have him, redu- have him do as a responsibility, you know, during a game or really just what his role is during the season with the guys we have. Like, he's embracing that. He's taking that on head on, and he's being very productive right now. So I'm liking it. I like that. Okay. Is there a player from another team, an opposing team, that you've faced this year that has impressed you? Young guy? Yeah. Young guy. Or anybody in general. Somebody that maybe until you saw them in person, you didn't know how good they were. 
I'll probably say that uh, what's his name, Nuka? What Puka. Oh, Puka. Puka. Puka is the real deal. Now I've seen I've seen a lot of his highlights, you know, on social media, and of course LeBron shouting him out and things like that. But seeing him in person, seeing how big he is, seeing how fast he is, seeing how strong he is, seeing the plays that he made, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this dude is like. He's like actually kind of shocking. Yeah, how right did now. he not go until the fifth round of the draft? And he looks like a vet. Like he he no. makes vet type decisions, which Absolutely. is even more crazy, right? And I want to. I forgot who told me, but they kind of described his game as far as very mature for his age and just the moves that he makes, just his IQ and how he thinks and what he sees out there. And then he kind of just let his talent and his abilities kind of do the rest. But he flourishes so well in an advanced level because of his mind and how he's able to think and, you know, make the game more simpler for him. So that's what I call it. And I've seen him, you know, after the game, I'm like, bro, you're starting to make him, bro. Wow. Like, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward. To have you ever done that before? Like, have you ever approached a dude on the field and said that to him? Not a young guy like that. Wow. Uh-uh. But wow. He, but you went over, out of your way to no, go. I over. mean, the dude, the dude was like. Oh, he's a monster. Dennis Rodman <laughs> catching the ball on the sideline, <laughs> and I was who was I, who was beside me? Somebody was beside me. I was like, oh my gosh, did he just catch that? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that oh, was wild. It was one of it was one of the coaches I forgot, but we seen it. it was like, yo, that's a that's a next level catch in the rain, no gloves on, like in that moment. I was like, yeah, he's he's definitely somebody. You mentioned he got a shout out from LeBron. It's not the only guy that got a shout out from LeBron this season. When when Mark Andrews got a shout out from him, were you ever any part of you like, bro? I wish that was me. I <laughs> wish that. Honestly, I didn't see it. Oh man, it was a big deal. That was a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal, right? A big deal. But I mean, he's Mark Andrews, and he's showing he's pretty that. good. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty Absolutely. good. I've heard that. It's okay, I think you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Be nice to have him out there. Anyway. Um, the biggest difference for this team in being able to win a Super Bowl. Biggest difference. Analyst Tybo. Biggest difference. Yeah. Biggest difference. Biggest difference. I think um, just I think it's more mental as far as games and shutting them out. Shutting out games that we're supposed to win when we're ahead, not letting them creep back or mm. um and Coach had also mentioned as well, there's not a game this year that we've had to come back and win, mm-hmm. you know? And that was part of what I said in the last segment as far as different experiences that we've, that we've been through that's going to help us move forward, you know, this season. And just being able to, you know, not only come off of a bye, having a slow start, being behind, but find a way to win. You know, regardless of what's happening, find a way to win. So I think those. I think that's another point. And then, um, really, just making the plays that we need to make and not hurting ourselves. I think that's the most important thing: is not not losing a game because of yourself. You know, mistakes on yourself. You well, know. you guys haven't beaten yourselves at all this year. That's never happened. What <laughs> at are you all. talking about? At all. It hasn't you happened know? once. So many people are saying, man, we should be undefeated right now. Jadavian Clowney, when you had him as a guest uh, a couple weeks ago, was very adamant that y'all should have been undefeated. And, and look, I, I, 
I like that because it means that, you know, they he knows that there's the ability is there, but everything that that's happened up until that point has been on you guys and not your opponent. Exactly. You beating yourselves. So, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys all feel the same way, but maybe that also break adversity sometimes, you know, pressure bust pipes. Eh? So, you yeah. know. And I mean, I think Belichick kind of brought up the quote that more games are lost than won. And the reason of that is because a lot of teams beat themselves. Yeah. And we're trying to avoid that. We're trying to make sure that we don't put ourselves in that situation of beating ourselves. Because obviously we've done that already, you know, just the bad losses that we have. But when it when it matters, December football, January football, playoff football, you don't want to be in that position of beating yourself. So I definitely say that's definitely a big point for us. Hey, what company has the expertise and technology to make your home substantially more energy efficient, comfortable, and even virus-free? It's A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis at ajmichaels.com. It's the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box, and 105.7 The Fan. I'm going to go off script for a second because you talked about making the plays to win. And we were all talking about Tylen, obviously, from Sunday. But even we didn't talk about in that first segment that we should have. The back-to-back plays, third and 17 in the two-point conversion. Phenomenal. I don't think I've seen a, 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 sec, a back-to-back segment like that this I, in, year. We haven't had We haven't had to. Yeah, part of that's true. It's a valid point. Part of that is true. No, just just the greatness of it. I think that's what I mean. Not necessarily the actual plays. I'll probably say the last time was when we played the Colts in that that game where we came back and we had all them phenomenal plays. The Monday night game a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably my last time that I can really think right now. Can you? What is the energy like? when you realize, like, hey, this isn't getting overturned, they're going to screw us here, and it's really going to be third and 17, and the game's on the line. Like, what's the energy like? Is there any part of you that's like, man, we might have let this one get away too? Or can you take me into that moment? Um, well, number one, I wasn't sure why the, why the clock kept going after he didn't stop the entire game. The clock was steady going. And I thought he was going to put more time on the clock to help us out, but he didn't. But anyways, um, I mean, of course, you know, you're a little frustrated because, you know, we're putting ourselves in this predicament. But, you know, it's kind of hard to um, count yourself out when you got number eight in the backfield. It's true. You know, it's kind of hard to – you know, count yourself out when you got number three, you know, out wide, when you got number four out there, when you got number 15 out there, you got number seven out there. And, you know, that's the hope that you have, you know, as far as in those in those situations. But, I mean, that play was honestly crazy, you know. And I remember seeing something on Twitter that mentioned that um, – that Nelson Aguilar was telling Lamar that, you know, I'm going to push, I'm yep. going to push across to get this uh, safety to uh, go with me. And then that allow uh, the throwing lanes right there. I mean, that, unsung hero. That's the unsung hero of that exactly, play. Exactly. And that not only tells you the type of leadership that Nelson has and not even putting it on him to want the ball, but to allow somebody else to make the play to help this team win. I'm so and, glad you said that, man. You know, that 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 right there is the DNA of this, of this football team is that there's no selfish guys. 
the main mindset is to win. And that's everybody's mindset. And that's the comforting part is that there's no there's no there's no egos when it comes to winning, man, with this team. Everybody just wants to win. Everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants to, you know, provide for their families. And you know how you do that? You win games. Mm-hmm. When you win games, your plays will come. When you win games, that's when them promotions come. That's when them endorsements come. That's when you're able to put money in your pocket. And that's that's the mindset that I felt that Nelson had at that point. And from there, it's pretty much on Lamar to make a phenomenal play with Aaron Donald running right in your face. Mm-hmm. So as good as that one was, and it was unbelievable. Like, I mean, it was unbelievable. It was jaw-dropping. The two-point conversion, no, that, even, that even was better. even better. That was even better. Even we, better. We looked at it. We looked at it in the team meeting. It was like... How? First of all, how did you get this ball off? Right. Number two, how were you just so accurate while getting hit? And then just the connection that him and four had to just know, like, I'm going to run it in, but push it back out and throwing it on time in the situation of having to juke past a guy, Mm -hmm. look up, have faith that he's going to run outside, throw this on the dot while getting hit at the same time. Like... Yeah, but other than all that, other I mean, other that, than I mean, all that, it was just it was yeah. pretty casual, run of the mill you know, type Jackson. of right. Lamar Jackson esque, you know. But it's insane because I said that and I'm like, I don't even know how to compare it. I mean, I'm looking on the sideline, I'm seeing him doing this, and he throws the ball, and I don't see anybody over there until I see last minute he came across somebody else, and I see him caught the ball, and I was like. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think it's easy. I said, I'm like, there's an argument that's that sequence, those two plays, are as good as anything we've ever seen from Lamar oh, Jackson. Oh, absolutely. Which absolutely. is crazy because we know what we've seen from Lamar Jackson. Oh, like, yeah. we've seen impossible. Yeah. But the quality of those two plays and in the circumstances yes. from third and 17. And by the way, you had to get that two-point conversion, as it yeah. turns out, yeah. right? Like Down by one, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know that I've ever seen a sequence of two plays back-to-back quite like that from even that dude. I mean, like I said, I can bring back the Colts game where we needed touchdowns, where we needed a two-point conversion, where Lamar's running and he's in connection with Hollywood to throw this baby on this point. And he's already anticipating him coming back out because they already looking at each other like, I'm coming right here, but I'm coming here first, you know, and just throw it right here, you know? Yep. Like, that type of stuff is just, like, you can't really put into words what mentally you got to go through and the connection you got to have with players like that to make those big plays and those big moments. It's, it's unreal. It was unreal. When you look at the grand scheme of Sunday's game, there was a lot of mishaps at first and I'm talking about on both sides of the ball you know the um, run game for the Rams they, they ran what nine straight times nine or something like times, yeah. that um, and and you know they were able to have success on the ground and you know on offense the Ravens just wasn't really clicking they had some drop passes you know Zay had a drop Odell had a drop but then in the second half you see you know the defense tightens up you see that guys are, are making plays that need to be made does that speak about how do you see how that speaks because while okay we didn't have the greatest four quarters right and of course when you're watching it on tv here they go talking about fourth quarter and the ravens right here's, here's another conversation that's coming 
how important was that for y'all to overcome the adversity that maybe in week, what, three or four against the Steelers, you guys were unable to do that, and then you were able to come back and make the plays necessary need down the, needed down the stretch to win that game? Yeah, it's just a response. It's, it's how you respond in these moments. You know, we've been through these situations before, so how can you change the outcome of it? And those guys did it where they just locked in a little bit more to when that ball is coming to them. They locked in a little bit more when Deuce is adjusting and this is the adjustment for the covers. This is the adjustment, you know, for the D-line. It's like, all right, now I got to lock in a little bit more to my craft. I got to lock in a little bit more to, you know, my strength and my ability to get off a block and go and make a play. Like, I felt like everybody was just more in tune with everything. And you could see it on the bench. You could see, you know, guys was like, okay, like this is a this time to it's time to respond in a different way than what we had before, and that was great to see. That was great to see, you know, those plays being made when they needed to be made, and that, like I said, that just tells you about the team that we have mentally. That you know we've been through this before, but we know now what we need to do to come out with a different outcome than we had before. It's awesome. Give us, give it up one more time for Tyus Bowser, please. Hey, if you're in the holiday spirit, you want to help those in need while meeting uh, some favorite players, then this Saturday, Grade 8's memorabilia is Rolling with Santa Bowling Party and Toy Drive is at Parkville Lanes. Some Ravens legends are going to be there. Tickets are $49 for adults, $25 for kids. A family four-pack's just $125, or $200 for a full-lane rental for six people. Includes two hours of bowling, shoe rental, pizza and drinks, a gift from Santa for the kids, and a meet and greet. Get your tickets right now. Great8smemorabilia.com When we come back right, in... When I, we come back in, we're actually not going to do because that's going to be tomorrow that we'll get you to segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. And we're going to get the whole show up uh, a little bit later on today at glennclarkradio.com But when we come back in, we're going to preview Ravens Jaguars. Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars color analyst, joins us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here. Here on GCR as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program, and we're getting ready to preview Ravens-Jaguars. Of course, after Ravens-Jaguars, it's going to be a late night, Sunday night, but you're going to want to come join us for Project Game Day, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash game day. Myself, Rita, Femi, KZ, I assume, Maybe Andrew Stecka, Josh Charles, who knows who might pop in during the course of Project Game Day. This Sunday night, following Ravens-Jaguars, come hang out with us. It's all brought to you by A.J. Michaels, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, and Superbook Sports Project Game Day. Every game day this season, come join us for Project Game Day on Sunday night. That will, of course, follow the Sunday night football matchup, which is Ravens-Jaguars. Let's try to find out a little bit more about the Jacksonville side of Sunday's matchup. Joining us now, Jaguars color analyst, former defensive end, Mr. Jeff Logeman is back with us here on GCR. Jeff, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I appreciate you having me. Uh, Jeff, I, I know that the biggest thing that jumps out to everybody in Baltimore right now with the Jaguars is they've lost back-to-back games. It feels like they're reeling. I wonder if you can define for us, because we all watched, you know, two games ago, and we know that Trevor Lawrence played a lot of that game, and it still wasn't quite perfect. But So how much of the story of this little dip 
has been about Trevor, you know, being hurt, trying to play through an injury versus other issues that the Jaguars might have faced? I think it's a combination of things. You know, I think Monday night when Trevor hurt the ankle, I mean, he still ended up putting 31 points up on the board. And when you score 31 as an offense, you know, you expect to win. And then you go to Cleveland, you put 27 up on the board, you might expect to win there as well. But uh, the defense has given up 65 points in the last two weeks. And, you know, so it, it's it's a little bit of everything. And the, the biggest issue that they need to get fixed right now is there's some mental breakdowns that are basically considered self-inflicted wounds. And if they can clean them up, they'll have a chance against a really good Baltimore Ravens team. So what, what has gone wrong with the defense? Because, again, there's, we, there, we know the pieces are there. We know there's a lot to like, but what has gone wrong with the defense the last two weeks? Well, there's pieces, but this is a, a defense that I think that's got to have uh, a really good first step, which is I mean they've got to be really good against the run. If they're not good against the run, then they can struggle against the pass a little bit because they kind of have a one-man band rushing the passer and Josh Allen. And this defense has also thrived on takeaways. And if you're if Josh is not able to get home and they're not stopping the run, then it's a it's a long day for this defense. You know, they just haven't been able to find pass rush from anywhere else. So, you know, against the Ravens it's a big challenge, you know, because they run the ball very well, obviously. And the Jaguars in the in the games that they have struggled have not stopped the run very well. So, a uh, big part of this ball game, the Jaguars term it bully ball when they're playing really well against the run. If they can establish that against the Ravens and also Lamar Jackson because he's a part of that running game, you know you got you got a chance. I, you mentioned Josh Allen, and it's it's a hell you know if if you do have one trick, it's a hell of a trick to have, right? Um, the Ravens have struggled this year against some of the top notch edge rushers that. You know, because of injuries to, to Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses, they've been either on the field, off the field, maybe not not at the standard of Ronnie Stanley. And guys like Miles Garrett, guys like Khalil Mack have given them fits this season. Is it safe to say at this point that that's, those are the waters that Josh Allen is swimming in in terms of how capable he is as an edge rusher? Well, he's pretty good. I don't, I don't know if I'd put him quite in the category of Miles Garrett. You know, he's uh, Miles Garrett's yeah, like the, the best fair. edge rusher. That's fair. Yeah, that that there is. But I mean, I, I think Josh is in that next grouping. You know, I think the elite guys are Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett, and then then you've got Josh Allen kind of in that next tier. And he's a really good football player because he's he's got a multitude of moves. He's got some power as well. I think he's going to give Ronnie Stanley everything he can handle. You know, from watching the film. Uh, Stanley definitely doesn't look like some of the, the performance level stuff that I've seen in the past. So you can tell he's not quite right, but, but nonetheless, uh, Josh will flip sides a little bit for the most part, though, he's going to live over there on the defensive right side. So Stanley's going to get him for most of the game. He is Jeff Logeman. He is the color analyst for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's with us here on GCR as we get ready for Ravens Jags on Sunday night. Jeff, on um, the offensive side of things, how much has Christian Kirk's injury impacted this team? Why, like, it, we see it in moments with the connection. I admittedly, last year, when the move was made at the deadline to get Calvin Ridley, I said, I understand why the Ravens maybe wouldn't make this move because it can't help you right now, but Jesus, I love this. Why hasn't he been sort of the guy that maybe a lot of us expected him to be when he arrived in Jacksonville? Well, let me start with the two guys that Trevor really trusts, which is Christian Kirk, who's on injured reserve. He had a core growing issue that popped up 
couple weeks ago and and then Evan Ingram who's been fantastic yeah. he got 84 catches this year and his catch percentage is off the chart I mean Trevor trusted those two guys with everything Zay Jones as well and so when Calvin Ridley came to his football team he kind of kind of had to carve his own little niche and find his own way a little bit and earn trust amongst the group and then also Trevor and the consistency hasn't been there and when you're a quarterback and you're throwing to a spot and you're trying to be on the same page and and your receiver is not exactly on the same page at times, that's a problem. And I think that's one of the reasons why the chemistry hasn't quite developed yet. There's just got to be a little bit more consistency out of Calvin. And and hopefully he finds it here in the remaining couple weeks, you know, because uh, this is the time of year you want to get hot to, to get in the playoffs, finish out the year, and, and see if you can make some noise in the playoffs. To your point about Evan Ingram, I, I actually have some nightmares about him. The Ravens – I. I can every time they face like a David Joku, it's just it's hell for them. There's something about these like uber athletic tight ends that just give they are a matchup nightmare for the Ravens. And particularly not knowing what Kyle Hamilton's status is going to be for Sunday, I it feels like Evan Ingram is the type of player that might again be troublesome for the Ravens defense. Yeah, and the great thing about Evan is, is just the consistency. And, uh, you know, he kind of had a reputation when he was in New York about dropping the ball, and that has been far from the truth in Jacksonville. I mean, he's been been really reliable. And uh, the one thing that's different about Evan, I think, than other tight ends, most defenses match up him with uh, a defensive back of some kind. So I would imagine Mike McDonald will do the same thing. Not many teams play a linebacker on him. And and there's no doubt when you talk about Kyle Hamilton, you know, just my personal opinion, watching the Ravens defense, I think he might be their best player uh, uh, flat out on their defense without a doubt. I mean, it's not very often you can say that, hey, this, you know, a nickel slash safety is the most dominant player on the defensive side of the ball. But he's that guy. And there's no doubt that if the Jaguars can get Evan Ingram in space without Kyle Hamilton roaming around, that would be that would be a really good thing if, if you're a Jaguars fan. The, uh, the Jaguars, of course, have the advantage going into Sunday of knowing, like, they've done this before. They've beaten Lamar Jackson and the Ravens just a year ago. And I, I wonder if you could take us back to that, Jeff, and what that win did for the entirety of the organization and how they kind of – we saw the uptick from there and them rallying to go win the division and set things up. Like, how – significant was this game last year to everything about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, it was, it was a big game and it was, it was a comeback game. Yep. Uh, if you remember the, the Ravens were in control and, and all of a sudden Trevor in the second half got hot. And I think they had to end up scoring like 18 points in the second half to come back and win that ball game. And, you know, look, and I, I don't think you're going to be able to win that way this year. You know, the Jaguars aren't going to sneak up on anybody. But, I mean, last year when it kind of started that run and and they ended up having comeback wins against Dallas and then the playoff comeback for the Chargers, I mean, there was a lot of magical moments for this football team last year. And they're trying to find a little bit of that magic now, you know, to, to carry through the end of the season, to, to close out and win a division, get a playoff berth, and then, you know, hopefully make some noise in an AFC that appears to be wide open right now. But, uh, this is going to be its its own game this year. You know, I, I, it's hard to draw comparisons from a previous year and from watching the film Lamar Jackson with Todd Munkin, who Todd I've got great respect for, and and he was here in Jacksonville for a little bit as a wide yeah. receivers coach, and obviously went on to University of Georgia and did great things. But what what he's been able to do for Lamar Jackson and that offense that you guys have in Baltimore has just been fantastic. 
I, I wonder in general, too, like looking at where they are at this point, I, a lot of times we like to use the word desperate, and we say that you always fear desperate teams. I don't know that two losses makes the Jaguars desperate, and I don't know how much you're, you know, you're panicked about a Texans team that may or may not have C.J. Stroud and a, you know, a Colts team that's got Gardner Minshew as quarterback, but obviously the, there's not the cushion that was there are, are, is it moving towards desperate for the Jaguars after back-to-back losses? Well, it could be. And, and you know, I think uh, before you get to the desperate mode, you get to the angry mode. And okay. I, I think that's where this this team is at right now, you know, because they're still in the lead in the division. They still right. control their own destiny. But, you know, having lost two and, you know, and then on top of that, you're coming back to, man, you know, to play in front of your home crowd uh, on national TV and, and the previous national game obviously didn't go so well on Monday night football. And then this year, you know, your, your record in Everbank stadium here in Jacksonville is only two and four. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons why this football team would like to play well on Sunday night football. I, there's no doubt. Uh, just getting the key win would go a long way. Jeff, I, I, I'd be remiss, you know, because we've talked so much and, and maybe we haven't really talked about Trevor specifically and his rise and how he's gotten to this point. And, I, again, I think it's it's easy to forget now that it was kind of a slow start, right? And we all you know remember the disaster of the previous administration in Jacksonville. But what Doug Peterson has done, and and what what have you learned about that part of this versus just Trevor, his skill set, his his moxie, the intangibles, whatever you want to call them, about him as a leader and a quarterback that got him to this point where he has become exactly what it was that the Jaguars thought they were getting when they took him number one overall? Well, you know, the one thing I think that Trevor really showed the first year, and that was under Urban Meyer, which, you know, that was a very disappointing year, but Trevor really shined in the maturity department. And uh, there was somebody who kept the organization somewhat stable through all of that. It was him, which is amazing. I mean, we're talking about, Somebody at the time, I believe, was like 21 years old. I mean, how does a 21-year-old have the maturity to deal with? I'm going to be try to be a nice, nice guy here. Right. A little bit of a, a little bit of a cluster fud a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh, hang on, I have to insert the Ralphie. Only I didn't say fudge. Like I have to put that in. There. Oh, yeah. so it was. You know, I mean, that that was impressive from him. And when he handled that so well with the level of maturity, he just kind of knew that, look, this, this young guy, young man is, is built to handle it. You know, everywhere he's ever been, he's kind of been expected to be the guy. And so having that pressure here really, I don't think even made him flinch. And in the year two, I mean, the addition with Doug Peterson coming in as a head coach made all the difference in the world. And also because of what Doug did with his staff and bringing in Press Taylor as the offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy is the quarterback coach. And, and when you've got good coaches around, you know, a talented quarterback, he's got a chance and he's gotten better every year, you know, from, you know, 59 and a half percent completion rate his rookie year and throwing a bunch of interceptions to, you know, last year, 66% completion rate this year, get a little bit better in every other category, you know, so he's just taking steps every year. And, and I think the step that we're starting to see a little bit right now is, is more of that leadership and taking ownership of the football team. And, and it takes time. It takes time to build that, and it takes time to, to learn to play that position in the National Football League. But you know, I don't think there's any doubt that this team 
in the city here in Jacksonville has a franchise quarterback, yeah. which it's been a long time since you could say that. Life's a lot nicer when you have that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Jeff, before I let you go, I wondered if you could chime in. We know this week the NFL is going to uh, visit uh, not just the future of the tush push, but the future of the hip drop tackle. And it's kind of sensitive here in Baltimore. Mark Andrews uh, it won't be playing, and he was the quote-unquote victim of a hip drop tackle a couple of weeks ago. It, it's funny because – I, I do these, uh, you know, player shows throughout the course of the year, and, you know, I do one with Jadeveon Clowney, and Jadeveon's like, man, what, what, how are we going to tackle guys, right? And then I do one with Pat Ricard, and Pat's like, yeah, this got to go. And it seems like there's a pretty sizable disparity between the opinion of the defensive player and the opinion of the offensive player. Um, I, I, I get it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world, and I understand that it is difficult to play defense right now, but... Where are you at with the, the concept of the hip drop tackle and how how much of a risk there appears to be for players on the other side of them right now? Well, I'm all for player safety, but I'm also not a big fan of, of having a rule book that just grows thicker by the year, you know, and I think there's, there's so much that you can do. And, you know, I, I think part of the hip drop, drop tackle that some people are, are doing is that they're using the horse collar along with it. And if you, if you essentially officiate the horse collar tackle and I think that would eliminate some of it, but the hip drop drop tackle, you know, I don't think you can take that out of the game just because, I mean, how do you, how do you call one a hip drop and another one not? I mean, it's, it's kind of odd, you know, it's not like it's, I mean, some things are very clear and hip drop sometimes are, you know, and here's the thing. I've never even heard of that term until this year, Yeah. you know, so I mean, are we making something up? I mean, it's just the same thing with the 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 push the pile with the with the Eagles. I mean, I mean, what are we doing? I mean, let's look. It, it just stop it. If, if somebody can stop it, then fine. And with the hip drop, I mean, is it? It's not like it happens every week. You know, this is something that's rare, and and uh, I'm not a big fan of, of taking those things out of the game. At Jeff Logam, or sorry, Jeff Logaman and or it's Logs. Let me make sure I have it right. It's Logs fifty four on Twitter. Is do I have that right? Fifty six. Sorry, I apologize, Jeff. Logs fifty six. <laughs> That's all right. I, I I would forget anyway because I'm just on it so much. Fair, fair joking, no. <laughs> hey, uh, Jeff, really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Enjoy the game Sunday night. Happy holidays to you to your family. Thanks so much for doing it. Right, I appreciate it. Jeff Logeman, uh, Jaguars color analyst, getting ready for Sunday Night Football, Ravens, Jaguars. It'll be interesting to see how the, I mean, it really is like a, the total disparity between the opinion of offensive players and the opinion of defensive players. And I do get it. Like, I, I completely understand a defensive player sort of sitting there like, dude, I, how, how much are you going to do to make it more difficult for me to tackle? Whereas you talk to a, you know, a Femi Ayambadejo who says, well, once upon a time, all the defensive players thought they had to horse collar and then suddenly we were told you can't horse collar anymore and defense has been just fine they will teach the new way of tackling they will teach running through a player and not bringing the weight down on their legs i i understand the emotion and the guttural reaction femi gets very emotional when he talks about this and i understand what he's feeling because he of course played in an era where Football in general was far more physical, and he obviously played a very physical position. And so you sense that part of what he's feeling is I'm watching guys that were my friends that are going through hell physically. 
and I don't want to see that happen to them anymore. And if that means you get a 15-yard penalty when you're trying to make a tackle, comparing, man, that sucked, I got a 15-yard penalty, to, man, that sucked, I can't walk anymore, yeah, not even. So I get where he's coming from. And I probably end up siding with that. That, yes, I get it. We're going to be hysterical about it. We're going to scream about it. We're going to say it's impossible to play football. But we'll figure it out eventually. We'll figure out how to adjust and play football with no hip drop tackles if that's the way that they do it. And if they do it and they limit the number of injuries that you're dealing with, then I'm in favor of it. All right, are we grabbing a break here and then talking to KZ? Or uh, is KZ yeah, ready? Yeah, we can okay. grab a break. All right, we'll grab a break. We come back in. It's time to make some picks with Ken Zalas. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas today from your local Toyota dealer. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Casas 
justice in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program. Oh, boy. Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson. Every Monday they're talking baseball with you. Late afternoon, early evening, typically in that time frame, and I got to see what the holiday schedule is going to be. But trying to uh, stay abreast of everything going on on the hot stove. I'm still bummed about Eduardo Rodriguez. I, I hate that being the one that I'm obsessed about, but I'm obsessed with, like, that's the one that would have been if the Orioles were going to sign a pitcher. Like, that was the one. <sighs> but it is what it is. They're talking baseball every Monday. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. If you miss it live, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Stan the Fan Charles. Ross Grip. Oh, hello. Ross Grimsley and Luke Jackson every Monday talking baseball with you. And don't forget, speaking of Mondays, this coming Monday, 6 to 7.30, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, Campbell Boulevard. That's the location. We need you to come join us. And joining us will also be one Michael Pierce. And if you want to meet the man who's in the midst of his best season, then come out to Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard on Monday night, and bring with you either $25 worth of items, toiletries, underwear, pajamas, diapers, things that men and women at the Helping Up Mission need. Unopened, just run across the street to Target or run somewhere, local grocery store, deodorant, shampoo, toothbrushes, toothpaste, hair gel, any shaving cream, razors, all of that type of stuff we need. Bring it with you. If you can't do that, if you run out of time, then just be prepared to make a $25 donation, either $25 cash or PayPal, Venmo, whatever. We'll take it right there, and that money will go towards us purchasing those same items for the men and women at Helping Up Mission. So that's what we need from you Monday night, 5198 Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. It's not the one in the White Marsh Mall. It's the one in front of Target and Best Buy in that same shopping center on Campbell Boulevard. Be there Monday night. Please tell your friends. Please reach out to everybody in town. Let them know we're doing this. We need you on Monday night. We need your donations. And Michael Pierce, you heard of him. He's having a hell of a year. He's going to be there. 
and he's going to be taking pictures and signing autographs for everybody who brings out donations, which is very kind of him. All right, it's time for us to make some picks. Let's get right into it. Ken Zalis, Fantasy Pros. You see his rankings every week at PressBoxOnline.com. What's going on, buddy? Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm all right. I'd be better if I hadn't switched from Dallas to Philadelphia last week like an idiot. But uh, I tried to warn I know. Still tied atop the table. What a world. Myself and Andrew Stetka atop the table. Um, 74 and 56. You're a game back. John and Little Rock two games back. Nick Kelly three games back. Then Proctor, Kyle Ottenheimer, and Ryan Shell five games back. Paul Valley seven games back. Griffin this close to clinching, being our Scott Stapp for the year and having to go by himself to close. a creek. You're pretty close, no. bro. You're pretty close. Only five games back. You're yeah. That could be made up in a week. It can be. You haven't done that. It's about That's to not be. Ba- yeah, sure. Uh, Griffin is five games behind Paul Valley at the moment, and. Um, the good news for him is he's still 20 games clear of having to worry about the big punishment, which uh, Jeremy Kahn clinched some time ago. So that's what's going on. Uh, $250 at the top of the table at stake. Picks, uh, odds courtesy of Superbook, superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23. When you sign up, and you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Nine NFL games this week. None of the bowl games are worth it. We weren't going to pick Boise State, UCLA. Ohio, Georgia State. Yeah, we decided we'd pass on all of that. So nine NFL games. I saw John in Little Rock again complaining about the game. It was not the only one. Uh, by the way, imagine complaining. First of all, John in Little Rock's complaint was about Giant Saints, which is a division leader versus the biggest phenomenon in all of football. If Tommy DeVito wins one more game, SI is going to make him sports person of the year. <laughs> it's true, yeah. There, I guess. We can't make up games. We can't pull other games out of thin air, jerks. We can only pick the games that they're playing, and they're all – there's there's six good ones, and then there's duds. So we're going to have to pick some duds. Shut your yam holes. Should have picked Ohio-Georgia State. Yeah, that's clearly what we should do next. We can at least time. handicap that one. But yeah. You don't even know who's playing in those games. Uh, no, I you don't. Shut up. Yeah. Let's make some picks. Where Ohio are we going? State's quarterback. Uh, not Ohio State. Yeah, it's not Ohio State for sure. Ohio's quarterback, not. By the, how about the dude from Texas? They're playing in the semifinals, and he's still going to sit out the bowl. Wow. Yeah. Who's that? I can't remember. Malik something. Malik whatever. We, it's not. Jesus. We gotta go. We gotta go. Let's get into picks. Uh, we are starting uh, with the game of the week tonight on Prime Video. Malik Murphy. Malik Murphy. I guess he's a, a backup quarterback, so he knows he's not gonna be. A, he's not. He's not playing. He's just like I'm out. So, like they're going for a national championship, and he's just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, it is the L.A. Chargers, despite what Ken says. They play in Los Angeles now, uh, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. It's on Prime Video at 8.15, and the Raiders uh, are laying three points. This game stinks, but under it's the only game on TV tonight. So, um, like This is one of those things where if a team, if, if you're expecting it to be low scoring, then you would think that, you would take the team that's getting points, right? Like, and we also we don't know a damn thing about Easton Stick. I guess I'll take I guess I'll take the Chargers because again I think it's going to be a low scoring game. So give me the team that's getting points, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, um, that's kind of where you have to go. Uh, we also I don't think. 
do we know yet who the quarterback for the for the Raiders is? Does it matter? <laughs> have they, does it well, matter? No, it doesn't. But they they haven't announced it. Uh, you do have Keenan Allen out um, tonight for San Diego. I can't wait. Um, this is somehow a fifty to forty game. Like I can't wait until. This is literally just like the under from the other day. It's like there's no way it was going to be that that terrible. Um, although the Raiders did just play a three nothing game. They did. I'll take the I'll take the team. I'll take the team that's getting points as well. Um, it's going to be god awful, but I'll I'll still take the Chargers. Um, I think you guys are crazy. Um, the, the Chargers look. Oh, and the, the Raiders scored zero points, idiot. Zero. They still have. You and I scored as many points <laughs> as the Raiders did last week. Hey, Hugh Griffin's like, yeah, the Chargers are awful. They, Meanwhile, I mean, I, let I, me tell you about the Las Vegas Raiders. I, Stupid. I think they're going to have the better players. I mean, I guess, you know, Devontae Adams is up in the air. Josh Jacobs is up in the air. Max Crosby, ooh, Max Crosby will play. Um,. That being said, uh, Ken, if Josh Jacobs does not play, would you play Zamir White over Deontay Johnson? I don't think he can, right? No, I would not. Okay, so don't play really Zamir White really in any. No, any you can't. You can't trust. Him. Am I playing Josh Jacobs if he rolls tonight? Over who? Over Deontay. You know how I like feel about Deontay. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and it, but I guess I, the risk is that if Christian Watson doesn't play this weekend, then I then I and I don't play Deontay, then I'm in kind of trouble at wide receiver. So. Then you have to play Jacobs. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm taking the if, uh, he's, a, if he's active, you, you kind of got to play him. What about Jacobs versus Achan? Uh, who knows? Um, I, you're supposed to. <laughs> you know the the thing. No, and and this isn't a Jacobs thing. This is an Achan thing because right. I get it. I, I, I all of a sudden like. Like like Achan was the running back to have until seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter last week when then all of a sudden you get two give me touchdowns inside the five from 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 Mostert. I, I probably I don't like I don't like guys that didn't practice on a short week. Um so I'd probably play Achan. All right, thank you. I'm taking the Raiders because of the things I said. I mean, yeah. I, I want to stay as far away from the Chargers as I possibly can I right now. Pl- I just placed my bet on, on San Diego. There you go. San- oh, San Diego. Um, you guys, I don't think you're going to win that bet if you base it on, place it on San Diego, Ken. You guys are on the Chargers. Only one other is joining you two on the Chargers. Wow. Jer- Jeremy Kahn. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everyone no. else. Everyone I else. Mean, I mean, let's be fair, Glenn. Yeah. I mean, it, Jeremy or Griffin. I, I, I don't That's know. a fair point. Fair point. They don't know which is worse. Um, on to the opening uh, game of NFL's triple header Saturday. Yes. This is an actual triple header, not, not yes, Monday's not double. three games at the same time. Right? Um, it is the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's on NFL Network. All three are on NFL Network. This one's at one. And uh, Cincinnati laying three points at home. I mean, this is – this. what is Nick Mullins going to bring to the Vikings? The Bengals have been playing well. I got to take the Bengals here. Like, the, the Jake Browning thing is working. Uh, do, what do we know about Justin Jefferson? Anything? Um, he, I said he, he said he will play. Yeah. He said he'll play. And that does matter. I'm not going to pretend like that doesn't matter. But I just I, I feel like there's too much good karma right now. Jake Browning's playing really good football. I, I think the Bengals, I mean, I don't want to say that they're a threat if they get in, but, like, I think that they are m- more compelling than we expected them to be post-Joe Burrow, and I – I think it'd be foolish at the moment to pick against them. So give me the Bengals. 
Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, we're all hopeful we can get three catches this week from Justin Jefferson That'd be nice. before he goes into a hospital or something. Yeah. Um, uh, it's already got it already it already eliminated. What, what a build! What a build up is like yep. really. And this is this is it's the it's the definition of fantasy football this year. Waited all we all waited yep. so long seven weeks. Yep. We get two catches in the first minute of the game, and then he's gone. Yep. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals. Like Browning. Um, Browning looks good. Let's be, let's call it what it is. I mean, he's come in. He's found his he's found his number one target early and often. Uh, they seemingly are able to run the ball again uh, with Joe Mixon, and and you know they found another weapon in Chris Brown that they've uh, all of a sudden utilized the last couple of weeks. So it's it Chase and the Brown? Vikings don't throw and the Vikings don't throw me. So I'll take Cincinnati. You said Chris What's Brown. That? Oh, <laughs> there was a running back. It's not just the there was a running back named Chris Brown, but I'm pretty sure this one's Chase Brown. Chase Brown, sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, the it's by the way, not even in your top thousand. No, like, no not, not even in, top in your top thousand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his first name started with a C. Oh, I, I mean, this is honest, guy. This is the closest we could have ever asked you to get. Um, yeah, the Bengals are at home. You know, Justin Jefferson is supposedly going to play, but you know, Nick Mullins earned this starting spot by I'm going to steal Glenn's bit here. Checks notes three points. Yeah, that's how he earned the starting job. Yeah, yeah. so gotta have him. Yeah, so I will. Uh, I will take the Bengals. And and you know, while we're here, I want to complain about the games too. Like, why why can't we pick the Browns game this week? That's the only game each week I knew I would get you just, right. You just want the Joe Flacco game each week. That's all I you would want. like. That yeah. Move on. Uh, three backers of the Vikings. Wait, you always week. want the games that are the only game on. You always want action. We have to pick the games yeah, yeah. that are well, the only game on. You, know, that you, you don't ugly, get to have all of the things that uglies. you want. I, they're actually, all the games on Saturday are relevant. Um, yeah. They, t- yeah, technically. They, what do you mean technically? They're all know. relevant. The Vikings and Bengals, they're, they're the, not The real. Bengals they're are in the pl- They're not real. The what, what are you? What, like, they're what, not real. This gaslighting that you do. They're both currently playoff teams. Yeah, I know. It's what? ridiculous. They're not. Good enough. Oh though, my God, my brain hurts. It's a bad Move year. on. It's down your go, go to the next. John one. on Little Rock is on the Vikings. Andrew Stecka and Jeremy Khan also on the Vikings. Okay. Everyone else on the Bengals. Uh, to the four o'clock, four thirty game. Pittsburgh at Indianapolis, and the Colts are favorites minus one and a half. You know these two teams are also in the playoff. They're not legit either. Jesus Christ! I but I do hate everything about this game. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this game stinks. Go ahead, defend it. I I can't. Other than we have to pick it because it's one the only game it's on at the time and. All right, fine. I'm going to move forward. Um, I have no faith in either one of these teams. This is an impossible game for me to pick. Um, I, 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 in some weird world, expect this to be like a 13-13 tie. I guess because the Colts are, like, you, you want to say, okay, when the teams are fairly even, maybe if a team is getting points, it's one and a half points. That should sway me in no way. The the Steelers have a little extra rest. The Colts are at home. I don't know what Colts. Just move on. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's not the 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 line is who's going to win the game. Yep. I don't know. I, I'll take I'll take Indy because they're at home, and the you know the Steelers could wind up with Mason Rudolph as their quarterback by the end of the game. Who knows? I feel like y- you can't really bet the Steelers moving forward right now. Um like I mean, there's so I mean, there's so many questions about what they're what like what they're gonna do this off season. You know, whether they stick yeah. it out with Tomlin, which I which is crazy to be to be hearing that. Um, so I was leaning Just towards the Colts. <laughs> I was leaning towards the Colts. Um, but like every time it, it feels like it's time to finally bury the Steelers, I feel like you just can't. I hear you on that. TJ Watt was cleared from concussion protocol like late last night. Um, 
so I think he's going to play. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm going to take the Steelers here Fine. because I get it. They're getting because the they're zombies. I, yeah, they're, I, Mitchell Trubisky, however, <sighs> I do think negates that a little bit. Like part of that was I, Kenny Pickett had this uncanny ability to suck for 58 minutes and then somehow be just good enough for two in order to allow them to win. I don't think Mitchell Which Trubisky has the same do, moxie yeah. yet. Somebody posted his what he had a five touchdown game with the with the Bears. One of his first. How two did years. that ever happen? I don't, I don't know. Go ahead. They're posting the highlights from that. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm taking the Steelers here. Uh, I am not alone. It is Kyle Ottenheimer joining me on the Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as Jeremy Kahn. Mm. We are the three right. on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Into the late window at 8.15, Denver at Detroit also on Saturday night, and the Lions laying four and a half points. I'll regret it, but the Lions just don't feel like a team that deserves to be four and a half point favorites at the moment. There appears to be something not panicked wrong, but just a little wrong with that team at the moment, and the Broncos have been consistent. Their defense has been very good. I just don't think Detroit deserves to be four and a half point favorites, so give me Denver. Haven't picked against Detroit all year. Not going to do it now. Uh, back at home, hopefully uh, that matters um, versus a Denver team who's really been, I mean, they're one of the best teams in football over the past month and a half. So, uh, But I'll, I'll take Detroit to get some things right offensively. Um, that leans me in their direction. Um, yeah, this is one of those 7-6 and six teams that I do have a little bit of belief in. Like I said to John last night, don't sleep on the Denver defense right now. It's it's hard to believe that this is the same team that you know that had that Miami yes, hanged 70, 70 on right. two months ago. Um, I, you know, I still like this Lions team, but you know they just haven't really quite had that buzz that they had at the early part of the season. And four and a half points feels like way too much for a Broncos team that you know I feel is pretty solid. Cortland Sutton, I feel like he doesn't make a ton of catches, but I feel like he always comes through and makes the biggest catch of the game maybe one of the most one of the best catches of the week too so so i will take the broncos uh and uh this is one of those primetime games i like the under in this one as well too if they go four now who uh, what did everybody else do? um glenn and i are on the broncos on the lions with ken is john and little rock and jeremy Kahn. oh so sorry. i'm so yeah. sorry so sorry <laughs> sorry yeah. Uh, on to sunday this is now i guess this really is the game of the week america's the game of the week the New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. It is at 1 o'clock on Fox, and the Saints are laying six points. I mean, this is tough, right? Because it immediately makes you want to say, well, you have to pick the Giants. But then you have no idea if you can actually believe in the Giants. I, I, I get it. Like, Tommy DeVito hasn't been incompetent. But believing in them, like having confidence and faith in them, I, I'm a sucker. A sucker is born every day. Give me the Giants to cover the six. I just want the I just love this story. I mean, I just do. Um, it's fun. Uh, it's great that DeVito is going to be in the in the league for ten plus years now because of this. Yeah, and like he's going to hold around, right? Yeah. Right, he'll bounce around. He'll always be a backup somewhere. Yeah. You know, he'll get a paycheck. I think it's fantastic. I, I love how the Giant fans have rallied around him. Um, and I love how if the Giants had any kind of brain, they would see that Daniel Jones isn't it because of what DeVito's doing. Like, it's just... Right. Why, why, pay, why pay for mid? Like, what's well, the real not, difference? not only that, but, but DeVito's, like, not getting sacked. Like, not taking sacks that Jones right. takes every year um, and being pressured just as much. Uh 
I like the story. I want something to root on. I'm getting six points. New Orleans, I mean, Derek, I mean, Carr is just terrible. I mean, just terrible. I, I, at least for fantasy. Just and, put and, his, and his teammates don't seem to like him in any way. That, like, well, why would you? He yeah. seems like an ass. I yeah. mean, doesn't he seem like just he a He really jerk? does, 100%. I mean, I mean every, every year. I mean, this isn't new. He just, like, yells at everybody. It's yeah. like, dude, you're the one that stinks. Yes. Uh, I'll take the Giants just because I like fun. Uh, yeah, six seems like a lot. Um, but like because of your would you rather question yesterday about Bryce Young and Devito, I feel like I want to go against the Giants just because you want to hate Tommy Devito yeah, just now. I feel like Bryce Young seems so clearly <laughs> answered. But you know who's definitely not the answer to that question? With Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Derek Carr is not the answer to that. The Giants they seem like they're playing a lot looser right now. They're like there's not a ton of pressure. Like Dable is safe for now. Like he's got at least one more year um, because of how how good they were last year um so they don't really have anything to lose um except maybe you know missing out on getting their quarterback of the future i guess the saints however they're you know as kind of crazy as it seems they're in a tight division race right now and uh they're, they're banged up everywhere Alave only logs like combined one full practice every week Taysom hills banged up um Derek carr only has like four good ribs and a half a shoulder right now so uh right, so we, gotta, yeah. we gotta move on we giants pick giants yeah, yeah giants, do your, giants, do giants. Giants. come on uh, on the saints uh they're only two backers of the saints john proctor and jeremy Cullen. Only the saints. i'm good with that tampa bay at green bay this one's at one o'clock on cbs and the line is uh green bay minus three <laughs> that might help i appreciate you picking it up but yeah, like yeah. you still have to give the information green bay <laughs> minus three Griffin's like here's what we'll do you guess the game what would you set the line at? uh i don't know uh green bay i i won't i won't say too much here i get it like part of this is i I don't even know if we're hoping that Christian Watson can get on the field at this point, but I don't I am for my fantasy. Well, yeah, that would be great, but I just don't think they'll be as bad as they were last week. I don't think they'll call a jet sweep on every play, and I don't like the Buccaneers. So, Green Bay. Quite a line by uh, their wide receiver Reed last week. Yeah, but he catch ten balls for under twenty yards. <laughs> like like, really are bad. you kidding me? Really bad. Um, it was great for fantasy though. Um, I'll t- I'll take Green Bay. I don't. I mean, Tampa was a nice story early, but they're they're just can't get out of their own way. Uh, Green Bay's at home, cold, whatever. I'll take Green Bay. I'm taking the Packers as well, simply because when I typed it out, I wrote GB, and I was like, oh, those are my initials. Hey, wow! It is a that's, clean. That's, is we a, have a it is we a have clean a, really? Wow! Everyone is wow. in Green Bay. Oh no! no that backers. means that includes Jeremy Kahn. That's terrible yeah. news for us. <laughs> Awful. Um, also at one o'clock, Tennessee is laying two and a half against the Houston Texans. I mean, is anybody playing for Houston? I guess Will Anderson, no. CJ Stroud's out. Like, I mean, I. Will Anderson's not playing either. Jeez. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he's playing, but he's been hurt. Um, God, it's such a sad thing too, because Houston was such a fun, like, embraceable story, and I was all behind him, but. Um, I, there's danger in reading too much into what Tennessee did on Monday night. Like, they played. They they still tried to give that game away badly and needed a, a series of very fortunate events to play out in order to win the game. But they do appear to be playing for something, despite the fact that they have nothing to play for. They still appear to be inspired. I, I do still think Mike Vrabel's a hell of a coach, and Will Levis is definitely looking like he's going to have the opportunity to prove that he is a franchise quarterback. So given everything Houston's dealing with, I kind of have no choice but to ride with the Titans. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, you're without your top two receivers. You're without your quarterback. I don't know if their starting tight end is going to play. We don't know what Will Anderson's going to do. I just, it's such a fun story, and it was such a good uh, season for them. A turnaround with a with a young, good, aggressive defensive coach. 
but you got to take the Titans here without them. They, they, I don't even know who's starting for them this week. Um, Davis goes again, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because it, it was the crazy line movement. Because I think Houston opened up at like minus three and a half, yeah. and then after Monday night, and now all the injuries now, it's it's down to Tennessee minus two and a half. So I think I'm gonna follow the line movement. The, the Texans are way too banged up. Will it does it, it? I think they're saying a high ankle sprain for Will Anderson, yeah. so it does not look like he is going to play either. The good news is Dalton Schultz is back to practice. Ah, so, they got back so, on. Yeah. Oh yay! Changes everything. Um, so Davis Mills has a, has a weapon, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm gonna take Titans at home while they're they're lukewarm right now. Yes. Uh, Titans. Uh, it is all right. Let's go on the Texans. Well, it is Paul. Okay, thank you. Yes, on the Texans. It is Paul. It is John Proctor. It is Ryan Shell, Andrew Stecka, and Jeremy Cobb. Wow, pretty split of on this. Texans back. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Surprise. Into uh, the actual America's game of the week at four twenty-five. Oh, by the way, John Proctor makes a comparison. He thinks that this is Minshew mania all over again with Tommy DeVito, and like I think that yeah. I think it's. I, I get that's it. That's fine. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's man. fine. Look at Minshew. It's like he's never without a, yep, a job. Yep. Correct. hundred percent. And this is all. And this is just. I mean, like this kid. How could you not love oh, this? He's kid? fun, right? The whole thing. His agent. <laughs> all of it. Right? I mean, like, how could you not love it's what this? I, it, when I, we were doing the dumb would you rather Wednesday thing yesterday, it's part of the story for me. Like, I think if my team's gonna suck either way. Let's have fun while we suck. Right, like, let's have fun. Let's have so let's enjoy yeah. ourselves. <laughs> uh Dallas at Buffalo. Buffalo uh is laying two points at home. This, this is this, this I hate this. I hate it. Because this absolutely felt like a place where the Cowboys should have been favored by three points and you could step in and I take Buffalo at home. Now the idea that Buffalo's favored against one of the hottest teams in football, I, I have no idea what to do with this game. Zero. None. You still want to believe the Cowboys can be fraudulent, but like we saw what they did a week ago. It is, however, playing on the road, and some of what makes the Cowboys so good, their sort of track nature, they lose that advantage. I don't know why I'm doing this. Maybe it's just out of hope because I just want to hate the Cowboys, but I'm going to take the Bills here and believe that the Bills are on the rise, which is also not great for the Ravens. Like I do think the Bills are getting right back into the conversation as being one of the, the, the teams to beat in the AFC. I'm going to take the Bills, and I'm going to regret it. The Bills needed a terrible penalty. It wasn't a terrible to penalty. A kid, to beat a, a team that, by the way— It was an obvious penalty. That, by the way, isn't very good anymore. Don't, don't disagree with that part. Okay. And— the fact that that they're not very good anymore, and everybody all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Bills went to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, and now they're favored against the hottest team in the NFL. Get out of here! Give me the Cowboys. Um, I don't think I picked a Cowboys game or a Bills game correct all season, so we are going to flip a coin here. Ah, here. the Bills oh, are at like home. Oh, Bills right. are at home, so uh, like they will be an app for that. Yes, Great. that's what he's using is the app. I, I was like, I, yeah. I know. I was like, you, uh, I was disappointed you didn't have a coin. Uh, and right, like, oh my God, this app takes way too long. Well. It is heads. Go Bills! All right, there we go. Um, there will be three backers of the Cowboys. It is going to be Ken. Oh, this is going to be Kyle bad. and Ryan. Oh, this is oh nice. So we're so stupid. Yeah. What is wrong? with Well, us? you know, whoever I pick in this game is losing. So oh, yeah, well, I think I we that, probably are on the wrong end. Um, Baltimore at Jacksonville Sunday Night Football in the Ravens minus three. I 
Baltimore. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because if I talk about it, I'm going to feel like this absolutely feels like you should be taking the Jaguars. They're getting points at home when they need a win. We know they're a good football team. We assume Lawrence is a little bit healthier than he was a week ago. You should take the Jaguars. But I don't know. Ravens. I don't have a good reason why. I'm just going to say Ravens and move on. What's it been like? Eight years since they, or seven years yeah. since they beat the Jaguars. Yeah, but they don't play there. every year in there. It's, I mean, like, let's not pretend like it's been. You know, why do you have to bring that into it? I'm just because you try it's a to. Better story. You it's love. A better story. You love context-free statistics. You love them. You are the king of context-free statistics. You know, the Ravens should win this game, and it shouldn't be close. I, I everybody's talking about what the Jaguars are. Jaguars are missing one of their top receivers. It's true. In Christian Kirk. Um, ETN, they haven't been able to run the ball. Great. You got a, you got a Lawrence that's banged up and can't use his legs like, you know, and get him out of tough situations as we've seen him do this year. And the Ravens are playing well. Um, you know, you, you give them credit for not having their best defensive game and still coming out with a win last week. Um it's only three. I'm going to take the Ravens and and not regret it. Um. Yeah. Just. I mean, everything Glenn was saying. Like, it's very tempting. It's a good team. They're at home. They're getting points. Um. It's also a big chance for the Ravens to really, you know, show the rest of the AFC that they are for real. Some separation. Yeah. Right? Um. Mm-hmm. And I think they do that. I think they do that. I like the way the offense looked last week coming out of the bye. Um. You know. And and I think they're gonna. You know, if Kyle Hamilton doesn't doesn't play, the offense will have to step up again. And I think they're more than capable of doing that. So uh, I I think the Ravens win by four, twenty eight to twenty four. Okay. We have a lone wolf. Ooh. Andrew, oh, Andrew Stecka. Andrew has some contrarian in him when it comes to Ravens games. I have noticed this over the years. The Cardinals thing, and <laughs> there's been some contrarian yeah. in him about well, the Ravens there, as right? well. And he finally last week became like anti-John Harbaugh too. Oh. Like he had a rip off the shirt moment. It's always, there's always room. Yeah, there's I know. Room. I know the two of you. God. <laughs> Um, so, it was it was great because I didn't have to say a word. Oh, no doubt. A- Andrew was going in post game. Right? A- no, Andrew like, normally like, says like, next to nothing during post game. He just sort of hangs on, lingers. Yep. Like I have to go. To- Andrew like half hosted the post game show last week he's, just he's, to try to take I, out his frustration. Uh, from, I was ready to start at halftime. I was like, let's go. Yeah, let's have the halftime show. No doubt. <laughs> All right, uh, fantasy pros. Of course, where you see his stuff, his rankings every week at pressboxonline.com. And don't look for him on Twitter. He's not there. Find him on. I'm not. A grinder or something. I'm not sure. All the uh, plenty of fish. It, uh, it's threads. Did you threads. have? Have you had a good Hanukkah, my friend? It's been lovely. Okay. I'm glad it's been lovely. They, the only problem was that they, they, apparently in my neighborhood there was some kind of uh, menorah lighting um, on the sixth day of Hanukkah that I wasn't aware of, and I couldn't get to my house. Oh, that's very awkward. That's very. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, you know, when you pull up to your right. neighborhood and like there are a bunch of cop cars blocking access to yeah. your your road. It's like. Mm, yeah, okay. you don't like you don't like Hold that. On. Yeah, you got a lot of questions about. It. Turns out it's just a lovely gathering that nobody invited you a, to. It was a lovely <laughs> gathering, but the gathering like really wasn't that close to me. It was oh, like okay. like the next neighborhood over, but they were very they they had it covered. Well, they I, had it covered. I think it's very nice that they did that. I think they could have No, given, it was very it was very nice, but they could have given know, you it, a heads up. Like I I guess it's my fault in being in the neighborhood I'm in that I didn't know about it. But I didn't know about it, and it was like I didn't actually find out 
what it was till the next day because the police officer was very nice. I asked, I said, is there something I should be concerned about? He goes, no, it's just a parade. <laughs> now, now the parade, when I got home, was 7 o'clock at night. And I'm like, parade? But I guess they were on parade detail okay. is what, right. what I was told later. Right. Well, uh, I hope you have a lovely final night of Hanukkah. Yes, I, I will. I will. Save the, the, kid, the kid's back in town. Oh, so that's great. That's so great. That, that is yes. great. Uh, he's fifty now. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Same. Yeah, you know, no, yeah. he's gonna. But but you know how old he's really gonna be, Glenn? With twenty. He's gonna be twenty. Yeah, that's terrifying, bro. That's really terrifying. <laughs> uh, save me some brisket. Uh, love you, buddy. We will uh, see you on Sunday night. See you Sunday night. Right, Take bro. care, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks. It's Ken Zalis uh, with us for picks every week. All right, what are we doing here? You, uh, should we should we break? Should um, we wait. Should we I wait? Think we should hang I guess out we're for, waiting for yeah, a phone call. Is that what is we're correct. Doing? How long do we wait for the phone call before we don't allow it? To... This is always the awkward it part is. about these circumstances. Is. Is that Griffin's thinking, I don't want us to be in break when the phone call comes in, and I'm thinking, I didn't give Andrew Seko his hell yet for the lone wolf. Oh, okay. well, there that we go. got us two seconds closer. Now what do we do with all the other? Did you prepare a song and dance number? Um, I don't know. I can tell you what's going on at Live Casino if you want. I would love it if you did that. <laughs> um, if luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, well, you can get ready to turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion because between now and January 4th, 2024, so time is running out. It is less than a month now. Uh, all Live Casino Hotel uh, Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum, and then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen, with prizes ranging from live casino and hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. And now, yeah. Now let's make sure this isn't one of those situations where I I did double you check were that. supposed yeah. to call him. I did double check and that. We're is, sitting around is, waiting, and then is. we look like a holes because we didn't call. Correct. It is not one of those. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. And I'm assuming you wanted to make sure too. Did you send an email. I yet? did. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about? <sighs> what did you have on your mind? Um, it's time for Griffin's corner. <laughs> it's time for. Uh, let's see. What do I want to talk yeah. about? I don't know. I, 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 I do. I am starting to like the Broncos a lot more. I don't, I don't know why that's why because I don't, they, they've been they've been really good. They've been really good. I, I like them. I, for some you reason, can, I like the team. I like Cortland Sutton. I like you can acknowledge Jerry, someone Judy being good without liking them. You don't have to like suddenly become a fanboy. You can just say, hey, they're good. Okay, very good. Dynamite. Yeah. Really, really solid observation. Yeah, I know. Anything else? Maryland no. brought in a transfer quarterback. Ah, uh, yes. See that? I did M see that. MJ Morris. I don't think they're committing to him as being the quarterback. I think they're saying he's going to compete with uh, with, uh, with Billy Edwards, Edwards, maybe even Cameron Edge for the mm. quarterback uh, job. MJ Morris transfers in from NC State where his numbers this year, not overly impressive. MJ Morris in 2023, 63 of 113. Completing 55.8% of his passes for 719 yards, seven touchdowns, and five picks. Now, again, I can't pretend like I watched enough NC State to have any idea what that means, right? Like, I don't know if he was the starter for injury reasons for a couple of games. I couldn't tell you anything about NC State football. So, I got nothing. 
other than he'll go into the mix and somebody's going to play quarterback for Maryland next year. And again, as I have said a couple times, the fear that I have is that with the best quarterback that Maryland's ever has, not ever had, has had in two decades, they were tops able to go seven and five. You can assume that they're not going to do better than that at quarterback. How are they going to do better than that overall? That's my fear moving forward with Maryland. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they can solidify. They also landed a transfer offensive lineman uh, last night. I don't remember who it was. Seems helpful. Yeah, they could use as as many. Go get yeah, as many offensive linemen as you possibly can get and see if you can't make it work because you had a serious disadvantage. I, I hope that those things help moving forward. But, you know, admittedly, I'm I'm nervous about is this just as good as it can be? And, you know, that might be the reality. All right, well, I've decided we've done it, gone as far as we're going to go. Okay. We're going to take a That's break fair. and see if we can't sort out. We're supposed to be chatting with Devin McCourty. I'd love to chat with Devin McCourty. That would be neat. I don't know if we are or not. I make no promises. We'll find out on the other side. Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 19th at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Harford Road. It's brought to you by Superbook, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. Fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. 
Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. All right, back in here on GCR, we're getting ready for Sunday Night Football, Ravens-Jaguars this week. Our next guest is, of course, a studio analyst on NBC's Football Night in America. Sunday's pregame coverage on NBC and Peacock begins at 7 p.m. ahead of Ravens-Jaguars at 8.20. He is a three-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Pro Bowler. Devin McCourty is with us now here on GCR. Devin, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's so great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. No, no problem, man. Anytime. Obviously, this one uh, this one feels pretty exciting. This one feels a little bit big. I guess let me start with the generic. Are are you going into Sunday buying in? They're the number one seed, but are you buying in that at this point the Ravens are the team to beat in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, you can't take it away from it. I think that the, the beautiful thing about football is on any given Sunday, um, any team can beat you. But I think as you've watched Baltimore throughout the year, um, like the defense gave up 30 points last week. It was only a second time all year with everybody they faced that they've given up 30 or more points. So um, I think this team has what it takes on both sides of the ball to have a defense that can pass rush two of the best linebackers in the league. Hopefully Kyle Hamilton's injury won't yeah. derail him um, because I think he's been playing as good as any safety in the NFL. And I think offensively, uh, yes, you lose Mark Andrews, but I think – this is a different year. There's weapons everywhere still. I think, you know, the emergence of Isaiah Likely and his ability to run with the ball in his hands but also get vertical and do different things. Um, it was fun for me watching the Rams film because it was a lot of get the ball to the playmakers against the Chargers, quick throws, screens, and then you come back, Isaiah Likely wheels. They cut him loose because of the motions. Then Odell Beckham with the double move. Like, I thought that now makes people say, like, all right, we got to defend everything, and if we stay too deep in the secondary, then Lamar Jackson runs and kills us. So they're going to be a fun watch, I think. I think it's going to be they're going to be a hard out in the playoffs, um, and then especially having that number one seed, if they can hold on to it, playing at home, they should be very confident. What might concern you, right? Like if there's anything that you look at with the Ravens team and says, and you say, but this could still be the thing that trips them up before all said and done. I mean, I, I just think it's football, so. Yeah. 
obviously I think the first thing is injuries, but I think ultimately it comes down to like I turn on the Chargers game. It it, it wasn't the same Baltimore kind of explosive offense with I thought they were able to limit some of the quick throws and playmakers just making the big play. Lamar Jackson didn't have as many of those like dynamic plays they had against the Rams where it seemed like everybody was slipping in the grass and he's just running, cutting, moving. So um, to me, it's it's now, you know, with Mark Andrews out, that was the first game against the Chargers. This second game against the Rams, it looked better. They had to continue to stack and build ways to be very productive on offense not having your main guy. And I think, yes, you did it for a week. And, you know, I think now that I'm in media, you learn each week we kind of create this brand-new narrative of what a team looks like. (laughs) And then the next week it totally changes. So I think for them, they need to continue to build multiple ways to be successful on offense. It can't only be Lamar Jackson's playmaking ability um, when he's either running with the ball on design runs or, or loose plays. It can't just be that. They have to always have the run game. They have to have the passing game where they need it to be. Um, And I think that's going to be a week-by-week process so that when they get in the playoffs, I think for them, ideally you would want to take these last few games and see it improve week in and week out. So you know going into playoffs, like, all right, if this isn't working, we could go to this. We could go to that. Yeah. I think these games will build that confidence. You really are in media now. You have figured it out. Devin McCourty from NBC <laughs> is with us here on GCR. Devin, I'm glad you brought up Kyle Hamilton because obviously, you know, knowing the position you played, I wanted to talk to you about him. It It is not easy to define it by some statistic, right? Like it's not like Ed Reed with interceptions. Uh, I, I guess maybe TFLs does stand out. Like he's got he's a safety who has nine TFLs on the year, which is kind of nuts. But how do you define what you had, were attempting to say about him? We We are all feeling the same thing. Like we feel like we're watching a superstar um, on our hands in Kyle Hamilton. How do you define the air that, that he's kind of breathing at the moment and where what he's going into? We keep using terms like alien or freak, but I don't I don't know what the right thing is to describe just what he's done and how he's developed as a player. Yeah, I mean, he's a stud. It reminds me a little bit of, um, of Derwin James. When Derwin James first came into the league, you know, I think, Obviously, the size, both of these guys, the size coming out, playing safety, 6'2 and a half, 6'3, whatever you want to call it, 200-plus pounds, can cover. They both were able to play in the slot. Like, I didn't realize, you know, until I had the game um, where you guys played the Chargers a few yeah. weeks ago, and while I went back and, like, studied the film, I was like, guy's playing corner, playing nickel. Yep. But he's, he's in the slot. So I'm thinking, like, all right, you know, I've watched some safeties play nickel. It's mainly stay outside leverage. We're going to play zone. You're always going to have the linebackers drop in the middle. You need to feed everything low back to the middle of the linebackers and vertically back to the middle field safety. So I'm like, that's probably what I'm going to see. And I'm watching. I'm like, and they just left him one-on-one with Jamar Chase on an out route. Oh, wow. He's one-on-one with Tyler Boyd. So that's when I was like, okay, like this, <laughs> this kid's not normal. He's not just playing a safety role. He has a versatility to do everything, and then you keep watching. It's like, all right, he's blitzing. All right, he sees the run, and he's taking off and getting the TFL. So you can't define his position. I think that's what's fun about watching the NFL. I think we saw an emergence during my time in the league of teams realizing how important it was to have safeties that can, you know, play in the deep part of the field, have safeties that can really run, and then moved away from, you know, the – linebacker slash safety role where you had guys that could be downhill 
take your head off, you know, the camp chances of the world, um, even though camp chance, I thought was incredibly versatile as well, because he could play deep too, but you saw less guys like that. You saw a big transition of a lot of corners like myself playing corner and then moving to safety. Um, And now I think you're seeing some of these guys who are a hybrid corner slash safety slash linebackers, which is ridiculous to think of. But like Kyle Hamilton fits that mold and there's not, there's not a Kyle Hamilton on every team, but I think you're going to start to see teams go out there and really search to find guys like him because they're difference makers. Yeah, he's truly a unicorn. It's really well said. Um, Devin, one of your former teammates, Kyle Van Noy, you know, was on the couch, thought his career was over, was doing YouTube videos, was moving on with his life, and then got a phone call from the Ravens and has been remarkably impactful, maybe made the play of the game a week ago and uh, moving the Rams out of field goal range um, with an eight-yard TFL, how, how maybe are you surprised by it? Are you saying to yourself, nah, we knew that this guy was a football player. It's just nuts that nobody wanted to call him. Yeah, man, I'm just happy he's on a team because I talk to the guy daily. So when he's on his couch, he was annoying. You always <laughs> had to hear him talking about nonsense. So um, I think Baltimore saw – they must have saw one of his YouTube videos and was like, man, we got to get this guy back on the field because we don't enjoy watching this. But – what I love about him is when he got to New England in 2016, he, he kind of came there leaving Detroit where he's a, a second-round pick and didn't play much. And it was kind of like, well, what is this guy? And we found out in a hurry, like, he was a football player. And I think now, you know, he's an old man. So, you know, he, he's doing more of just one thing, being on the edge um, for Baltimore, that defense, and being able to pass rush, drop a little bit. But I think – for the team and what he brings. He brings veteran leadership. He brings a a guy that we always talk about when we're in our group chat of what he sees, what the team needs to do. Uh, He knows what championship teams look like. He knows what the greatest quarterback of all time looks like. Like he's seen all of those things. Um, And I think, you know, far too soon for a lot of guys in our league, teams are so quick to say like, we're going to go younger. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I remember the whole time we were talking as he was kind of going back and forth and, you know, thinking about like, all right, I need to find a team where it really fits. And the one thing I would always tell him is you need to find a team that's not just out here trying to be better or trying to, so you got to find a team that wants to win a Super Bowl. Like they know they have the ability to win a Super Bowl and they need players that can help them do that right now, not in four years or five years. And I think it was, it was awesome that, you know, Baltimore called because it's a perfect fit as an older veteran guy, being on a team like that, they know exactly what they need from him. He knows that um, and it's worked out, you know, beautifully. He's, he's gone out there and he's talked a little bit of his trash on, on Instagram and stuff, how many stats he's had in the last few games and crazy to have any calls. But I think it means more when you find a team with a perfect fit. So, I'm just really happy for him. Can you put in the, you know, like Mike McDonald, we're at a point now where we're starting to worry that he's going to end up being on the short list of head coaching candidates next year. And I I know it's still difficult for defensive coaches to get head coaching jobs, but have have you gotten a sense? You mentioned you did the Chargers game. Have you gotten a sense of what has made him so unique? It's like the disguising to me is the thing that stands out the most about what he's brought and how this defense has come along, have you gotten a sense for what his stamp is and and whether maybe he would be somebody that you would want to have running a team if you were making a hire this offseason? Yeah, I think you hit it. I think it's not only the skies, though, it's 
what I what I learned in New England is putting players in a position to be successful. I think so many times in football, it's like I got to find my guy who's like this middle linebacker. My defensive tackle needs to be this kind of player. And I think when you turn on Baltimore, like you see Kyle Vannoy and Genevieve Clowney, and you're like, wait, those guys are doing what for them? They're playing at this. Because it's like, yeah, like we know Genevieve Clowney does this well. We know Vannoy does this well. We're going to put them in there. We're going to put them in positions to be successful. We know Matabuke can do this well. We're going to put him in this position. We have two linebackers who are probably as athletic and versatile as any linebackers in the league. So we're going to let them cover. We're going to blitz them. We're going to let them just play linebacker and read. We're going to put Geno Stone in positions to be in the deep part of the field, but also come down. We're going to have Marcus Williams, who's a, a really good rangy free safety. Let him patrol the middle, but then sometimes we're going to drop him in the bus, and then Kyle Hamilton is going to do a little bit of everything. And I think sometimes in our league, coaches' egos of this is my system, this is what you need to do. If you don't fit that, you need to learn how to fit it or we need to move on. And I think when I watch Baltimore's defense, I don't see any of that. I see guys unselfishly doing different things. And I think when you see that, that comes from the coach. That comes from the coach telling all the players in the room, hey, like, my job is to make us successful as a defense, which will in turn make each and every one of you successful as individuals. And I want to do that by putting you in positions to be successful, to do what you do best. Um, and a lot of defenses I played on were built that way. So I would not be surprised to see him. Um, obviously, his name's going to come up, but I wouldn't be surprised he goes in there and crushes an interview um, because it, the way it looks right now, like who knows how many NFL jobs might be open this year. It, these rumors start this time of the year, and no one knows what moves will be made. But if it is as many jobs as people have been kind of predicting, there could be a lot of new uh, faces in uh, new cities. I'm sure you're not sick at all of asking or being answered, asked questions about one in particular. I'm sure that one's not been annoying at all for you during the course of the year. <laughs> it's only come up a few times. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, uh, Devin, before I let you go, obviously it is Ravens-Jaguars on Sunday night on NBC, and so I should ask on the other side, I, I worry a little bit here that we're being too dismissive of the Jaguars because they've lost back-to-back games, and yet we know how good of a football team this is. And the Ravens, to your point, like the Chargers game was a three-point game until a late touchdown. The Rams game, they needed to go to overtime. It's not like they're burying their opponents at the moment. Um, are we maybe losing sight of how good the Jaguars are and how dangerous they might be on Sunday night because just the last couple of results haven't gone their way? I mean, you would you would know that answer better than me. I would say they shouldn't be. Um, I think this Jacksonville team, I think they're they're trying to put the pieces together coming off of last week's game. I think losing Christian Kirk, it, it affected them in a way because I think that team offensively is built on not just having, like, one main weapon. It's having a bunch of different weapons, very similar to Baltimore's offense. They have a sheriff. They have a quarterback who can – do a lot of different things, as, isn't as athletic as Lamar Jackson, but has the ability to extend plays, run, can sit in the pocket and throw the ball wherever you need it. But I think a lot of their threat becomes, all right, if you decide that you're going to go and double Calvin Ridley, then Christian Kirk is going to have an uh, right. unbelievable day. If you decide that you want to pack the middle to help out on Christian Kirk, sometimes when he's in a the slot, then Calvin Ridley's going to have one-on-one outside. And if you forget, then we're going to find Evan Ingram and then if you load up the box and you're going to stop all of the ATM plays, then we're going to bring in Dearness, John, Dearness Johnson in and let him get some plays. So I think 
that is what has made them successful in losing Christian Kirk, I think, affected them last week against Cleveland and against Cincinnati because they lost him first play against Cincinnati. So now you have all of these plays and all of these things that he was involved in that are just gone and you need Parker Washington to step up and what he did, but that's just hard to do. So I think they're still finding their way. I think Baltimore needs to try to pounce on them early, not give them any breathing room. I thought Cleveland did that, had a chance to play from ahead last week, and I think that impacted the game um, a lot. But this Jacksonville team is – they're hungry, and they should be. They're at the top of their division, and if they want to stay in a good position in these playoffs, they need to continue to win. Coverage at 7 on NBC and Peacocks, NBC's Football Night in America, and, of course, Ravens-Jags, 8-20 on Sunday night. Devin McCourty, is there anything else we can plug for you, man? No, man, that's it. Uh, enjoying my time in this uh, post-football life of, of playing and enjoying being in the media. Hey, I, and I want to add, you're really good at this, man. Like, and I, I, you'll not remember, we had our like first conversation years ago in the lead-up to when you got drafted. So I've, I've always enjoyed chatting with you. But, dude, you're really good at this aspect. As good as you were as a football player, which we hated, of course, because of who you played for, <laughs> um, you are also really, really good at this. Truly enjoyed this, man. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas to you and your family and look forward to chatting with you again down the road. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. Man, I appreciate that. Happy holidays, you guys. Devin McCourty with us here on GCR ahead of Sunday Night Football on NBC, of course, Ravens Jaguars. We uh, heard segment number two of the Tyus Bowser show earlier, and don't forget, we're back next Tuesday. Real quick turnaround. Next Tuesday, we are back in action. We will be Back at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. I want to make sure you understand. It's the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Hartford Road. That's where we're going to be on Tuesday night. Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, Hartford Road, Tuesday night. Come join us for the next Tyus Bowser show. You can find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, A.J. Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, the Tyus Bowser Show, next Tuesday night. You got family coming in for the holidays? Need something to do with them? Come join us for the Tyus Bowser Show. Um, is there anything we didn't get to today? I feel like we covered everything we needed to cover. I didn't get to watch the Reggie White thing. I really hope that I get some chan- a chance to watch that this week. You got to watch the, the Heisman one, too. Yeah, I got a lot. I'm st- I'm, this is, I want to go to Mariah Carey. We're taking the kids tomorrow night to see the Charlie Brown Christmas at the ah. Lyric. That's why we couldn't go to Mariah Carey in Baltimore. Gotcha. It was really angry. Because it's Charlie Brown night in Baltimore, actually. It's exactly what it is. It's Charlie Brown night in Baltimore. Um, there's, they're doing the Charlie Brown Christmas at the Lyric, and when it was announced, my wife was like, I bet the kids would love that. So we're like, all right, we'll take the kids. And then, like, I swear to God, the next day, Mariah Carey announces her tour, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, she's coming to Baltimore. Oh, no, because you got Charlie Brown Day circled, obviously. We had already bought tickets, like, you know, and it's like for the kids. So I can't selfishly be like, well, how about instead of doing something for the kids, we do something for dad? (laughs) So. I would have said yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know if the kid. Oh, and it's even more awkward. Apparently, yesterday, one of the kids' friends, their dad invited them to go with them to Hershey Park tomorrow night. Said, I have passes I have to use before the year is over. So if you wanted to invite you instead. I'd go to Hershey Park, yeah. I'd go to Hershey Park. (laughs) I think it's kind of dumb, though, because they wouldn't even be able to leave until after school. Mm -mm. So like they wouldn't even be able to leave until like 3.30. Yeah. And like on a Friday, I think traffic's going to be a little bit difficult. 
Um, I drove up there Black Friday up up eighty three. It wasn't too bad. I, I didn't think traffic was. We get out of Harrisburg though. Yeah, I think yeah, that actually a, you're a right. Bit. I, I'm now remembering that Harrisburg it was. So that was the only spot. Like I'm thinking you wouldn't get there get get there until after five o'clock, and then by that point, so like for the Christmas thing, I think it ends at nine. Like they don't they don't stay open late during Correct. Christmas. Correct. So it was actually really we were on the you know the little sky view thingy. The sky view like the, the that goes over like that little river. Uh, like you're just like sitting in the thing, and then it goes really slow, and it takes you over the water. The, the tower between, thing, like the no, 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 not the tower. It's like you're like sitting in like the Skyliner. That's oh, the the just the thing that yeah, yeah, yeah it I takes know you like down and back. So so right. it's really cool. Like the little all the lights were on, but yeah, we got I on bet it, that part is cool. Well, we got on it like right at nine, so the lights were on, and then just randomly they, they shut them all off. It oh, was that's pitch, awkward. It was pitch Dude, black. Dude, that's awkward as It hell. was pitch black. That's really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so it, disappointing. <laughs> so she's like, she, my Mrs. Clark said, I'm really nervous that like tomorrow at school, Graham and Sam, my sons, their friends are going to be like, hey, are you coming with us to Hershey Park? And then... In comparison, they'll be really disappointed that we're going to Charlie. Instead of being excited about going to Charlie Brown, so they'll be really into a lose. lose I, like I, I could just be a disaster on my end. Like I'll be unhappy because I, you know, could have avoided the trip up to Philadelphia. Oh, by the way, in the process, I apparently bought parking when I bought the tickets for Mariah Carey. I bought parking, but I didn't know. So we paid thirty-five dollars for parking on the way in yesterday, and then when I pulled up the tickets on the app, I was like, oh. And here's a parking pass. So I paid for a parking pass I didn't need for the show last night on top of everything else. So, like, I'm very nervous that I could have just gone to the show in Baltimore, not had to driven up, yeah. drive, up drive up to Philly yesterday, and the kids would have been happier going to her, her her park, yeah. and now they're going to be miserable. Like, we think we're doing something fun for them, and they're going to get there, like, angry because they're not at Hershey <laughs> Park. Very nervous. Like, I, I said to my wife last night when she told me this, I'm like, did you, did you tell... The, the the father's name is Anthony. Nice guy. Did you tell Anthony do not have his kids say a word? Not a word about Hershey Park? And she was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, Margaret! What are you doing? What are, what are you doing, by the way? Uh, remember that thing you told me to do at the very beginning of the show about what we're doing tomorrow? I forgot to text that. Ah, well, I, mean, I, I, I don't think it matters, but okay. maybe we could have waited five minutes until the show Yeah, was well, I was like, oh, I should do that. Apologies. All I think right. it'll be a great day tomorrow for, for, for the boys. They'll appreciate it one day. I hope. <laughs> I hope. But, yeah, I guess in the, in, the, in, the, in the moment. That's all I can say. I hope. All right. Um, very good. Let's, uh, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by, oh, the best of issue of PressBox, which is available now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com slash Best of. Uh, very proud of this issue every year. It means a lot to us. Of course, on the cover, we recognize our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, Brandon Hyde, and our Team of the Year, the 2023 Baltimore Orioles, and lots of reflections. Stan and I did a Q&A um, with Brandon Hyde, a lengthy sit-down about the season, the team, his role, all of those things, and then inside um, everything, the top people, places, performances, moments of the year. Maybe tomorrow, Griffin, will take some time, and, and maybe tonight I want you to go through, read a few, and tell me, like, I don't know, I don't know. It's a couple that you think are worth highlighting and decisions that were made, but uh, very proud of this issue. Go pick it up at your neighborhood Royal Farms today. 
What you got for tidbit? Uh, Giannis, he had a pretty good night last night. Um, what exactly did he points, do? Yeah, yeah, he had 64 good. points. That was very good. He also uh, he became the first player. Um, it was the first 64. He, he's now the highest scorer in a single game in Bucks uh, franchise history. Also the first player in NBA regular season history to have as many or more free throw attempts as the entire opposing team in a game where the opposing That's team crazy. attempted at least 30 free throws um, as, as Giannis uh, was, was spent a lot of time on the line. The other two players to out free throw attempts the opposing team. It only happened uh, in the playoffs. They, they both happened in the playoffs. So he's the first. Giannis is the first to do it in the regular season. It happened once in 2000 in the NBA Finals. NBA Finals in yeah. 2000? Shaq? It was Shaq. Yeah, that would make against sense. Against the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, the Pacers, as a team, had 39 free throws. I mean, but, sh- so I mean, Shaq. but like, the Pacers, I don't even remember if they were hack-a-shacking at that point. But like, even if they weren't, he just got fouled all the time, in part because he was a terrible free throw shooter. So would you rather have a 7-1 behemoth dunking the ball down your throats or awkwardly trying to push a basketball in the direction of a hoop? Uh, the other instance was in 2015 during the uh, Western Conference playoffs. Those were the semis. 2015 Western Conference playoffs. 2015. He would have been Durant. It was not Durant. He was. He would have been an LA Clipper at this moment in time. Blake. No, it was not Blake. It's his other uh, partner in crime, I guess. Other partner in crime, Russ. No, no, no. Like, who are you? DeAndre Jordan. Oh, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre yeah, Jordan a, had thirty-four free throws like, against the Rockets, who only had thirty. I mean, it makes team. sense that they had to be bigs, yeah. but and we're in a different era of basketball, man. Uh, Giannis. This one, also, this one comes from Elias. Uh, he is the second player in NBA history to make at least twenty field goals, twenty free throws, and not make a single three-pointer in the game. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that really is kind of crazy. Um, the other one's pretty obvious. You'll, you'll. Shaq. It was not Shaq. 20. 20, and 20, 20 free throws, Wilt 20 made field goals. It was Wilt Chamberlain yeah. during his 100-point yeah, game. game. You know uh, where that occurred? Was, uh, it happened at the Hershey Arena. The Hershey Park Arena. The Hershey Park Arena. The old yeah. Hershey Park Arena. Um, he, had, he made 36 field goals on 28. I, I was very old. When we were up, when we were at Hershey Park, we went up on the tower. Like not, we, we did the fast tower. Oh, my mm. God. My son was panicked. He wanted to do the middle one, but it was closed. The uh, only yes. one that was open was the big one. And so the the girl, like the sixteen year old girl, is taking you know like, oh, like yeah. checking. He was like, oh, and he's like looking up at it, and she's like, you can do it. And he was like, uh, okay. So my eight year old and I get on it, and he's like, I'm holding. He's shaking, like shaking. Um, but he did it well. But when we did the slow, the kissing tower. We yes. got on that, and I felt he was like still holding on. Though. Yeah, he was panicked. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, that was my buddy. My old roommate was like, ah! he wouldn't get on the crazy tower. Um, so we're on that, and I'm pointing out the I'm like I'm like that, and son, that's the old Hershey Park Arena where one time Wilt Chamberlain scored, and now he's got questions, and I don't know the answers. Oh, he's like, like well, why don't they have a dad? Why don't they actually have a team in Hershey? Mm. I'm like, well, son, it's not a very big area. They probably wouldn't be able to fill the arena. Well, why did they stop playing games here? I um, don't know. I just genuinely have no idea what the answer to that question is. Now um, I'm like trying to explain. Good questions. Like, son, do you understand what luxury suites are? <laughs> I'm trying to. It's very weird. Um, it is very unlikely that this will ever happen again because, of course, Wilt's game was before 17 years before the three-point line even yes. existed. Yes. So, yes. Well, but not uh, in fairness, I don't think that Wilt was going to be jacking up threes. Yeah, either. but I feel like you know he, you know. 
based on who he was, I feel like that would have been a part of his game he would have developed. Why not? Because uh, Giannis shoots threes now. Like, yo- yeah, he yeah. does, but he, Giannis isn't. We'll always shoot threes. Wilt like. was a true big. Yeah, Giannis. Like, even if there had been a three point, like, like Shaq didn't shoot threes, and there was yeah, a three yeah. point line, dog. Yeah, I guess that's true. Hakeem didn't shoot threes. How many threes did Shaq make in his? I mean, career? oh, that's a great trivia question. I'll say twelve, <laughs> and that probably is too high, but I feel like. Oh, God, it can't be 12. There's no way it's 12. It's eight. Eight career-made threes. That's my final answer, eight. Let's what do you got? See. Let's see what do you here. Got? Shaquille O'Neal, three-point attempts. What? What? He made, uh, he made, <laughs> he made one, uh, one three-pointer in yeah, his career. You know what? I, I don't know why I convinced myself that, like, there were others. Dude, he didn't shoot threes. It was a different era of basketball. Yeah, that's crazy. They didn't. They had centers, and that's what you played. I don't know why. Twelve. What an idiot I am. The one year he made a three. Okay, so he attempted. Yeah. How many total did he attempt in his career? Twelve. Um, did he attempt twelve? Yeah. Wait. Why? Why can't I see? Oh, oh here we go. Six. Three point. Why can't I see actual? I want. I want to get out of here. I gotta yeah, go I film. Know, I, I gotta go film a documentary. That's right. That's right. Do you want the other one I had? I had a Josh Allen tidbit uh, here. Quickly. Josh Allen had his ninth game of the season with at least one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. It ties him for the most in a single season. Nine Gil games. Bill O'Neill finishing his career one of twenty-two from three. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, his ninth game with one and one, one passing, one rushing touchdown. Josh okay. Allen. That is ties him for the most. All time in a single season. Can you name the? Uh, I want to round out the uh, top six. I believe here. They Cam. All, um. Now my internet's going slow. Oh, I, I, I would imagine. Oh good. We, had we to can't even been. do this. Yeah, I know. Oh, for God's sakes! Can no, we just bag? Do we just bag it? We shouldn't bag. Well, what, if you can't is, tell me wrong? if the answers are correct or not, then how are we going to do this? We got to add bag. Probably. No, no, we have to bag. It, I can't no? believe this isn't loaded. Dude, we then we just bag it. We'll do yeah, it tomorrow. Then fine, we'll bag it. Can we can do it tomorrow? Oh, it just loaded. Cam Newton is on oh, the list. God's sakes, Vic, not Michael Vic. He is uh, actually, you know, yeah. We'll we'll do all the guys that had at least seven. So yeah, Michael Vic is on the all list. All right. Cam Newton, Michael Vic, both on the list. Steve Young, Steve Young, not on the list. Fran Tarkenton, not Fran. Uh, Lamar Jackson, not Lamar. Lamar had, I think, his MVP year. He only had like four. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Um. Uh, uh, Rodney Pete, not Rodney Pete. Warren Moon, not Warren Moon. Donovan McNabb, not Donovan McNabb. Jesus, there is another Eagles. Andrew Luck, not Andrew Luck. There's another. Oh, Randall Cunningham. No, not Randall Cunningham. Really? He is, is uh currently on this run J- right now. Jalen Jalen Hurts yeah. has had eight games in 2023. So another current quarterback. He did it back in 2020. He had nine games. Another current quarterback in 2020 that did it. Deshaun? This, no, it's not Deshaun. Was this his rookie? I think it was his second season. Second season, so he was the year after Joe Burrow. Or no, the year before. The same, Sorry, the year before. Same, yeah. year before. Year before. Uh, why? Why am I struggling so much? He is the current. Okay. I understand. You want to? You want to? You're I actually know. trying to help me. All right, go ahead. Tell me. He is the current. Uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah, I should have gotten Kyler that. Murray is who uh, Josh Allen tied himself with nine games. Um, Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Culpepper. Dante Culpepper. And then the 1976 New England Patriots quarterback. Grogan. Steve Grogan. 
And then rounding out this list was seven such games. Former Raven. Did Jeff not, Blake. Not Jeff Blake. He did not Cordell do this with Stewart. The, Cordell Stewart with the Steelers back in 97. All right. Seven such games. All right. Very good. Very good. Tubular is brought to you today by uh, your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com. What did I just say? Yeah. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, it ain't good. Amazon Prime Video, Chargers Raiders, 815. Hooray. And. Nothing else. Uh, Monumentals, Capitals, Flyers at 7 o'clock. NBA TV, Cavaliers, Celtics at 7.30. Warriors, Clippers at 10.30. ESPN Plus and Hulu for Hurricanes, Red Wings at 7.30. Axis TV, Impact Wrestling at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? Uh, non-sports-wise, it is, uh, since it is Thursday, it is, of course, another episode of Big Brother Reindeer Games. Ah, yes, of course. CMA Country Christmas at 8 o'clock on ABC. Never miss a CMA um, Country Christmas. Zach Efron will be on Kimmel because, what, Iron Claw comes out next week, I oh, think. Yeah. Um, Jason uh, Manzukis is also on because he's in the new Percy Jackson movie. I don't know or, who Jason Manzukis is. He's who the is guy. That? You know who he is. He's oh. the, uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's a, a, a Pimento, Adrian Pimento. Oh, like really? That. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He is in uh, the new Percy Jackson. Uh, it's a movie, I think? Yeah. If you say so. Or se- Yeah, it's a show. Sorry, it's a show. New Percy Jackson show on Disney Plus next week. Um, Saturday Night oh, Live he Christmas was also, special. You know who Jason Manzoukas was? I mean, he was in everything. He was on it, the league. He was. Oh, um, yeah, 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 that's right. He was in the league. I mean, he was in everything. What the hell was his name on the league? What was his name? Rafi? Rafi? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rafi. He's, he's a... He's a yeah. <laughs> um, Saturday Night Live Christmas special at 9 o'clock on NBC. And... Uh, oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I love it when... Um, uh, what's his face? Garrett Morris sings uh, what Winter Wonderland. It's my favorite sketch every year. I don't know why. It's not even really funny. Like, I don't know why they ever did it. It was just very sweet. Like, it's perfect. Uh, those are the highlights. Those okay. are the highlights. Not much. All right. Very, game, of the, I, game of the year. Thursday night that's football. correct. You can't miss that. All right. Thanks today. To, oh, you want to remind everybody about oh, the Green yes. Turtle real quick? I would love to because while you're watching the game of the year tonight, you have to bet the under, and when you do it, you're only kind of betting the under. Go do it with your free bet. You can kind of bet it fine with your free bet over at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson or Canyon. You get a $10 free bet every Thursday. Stop by, get your get your free bet, watch the game, enjoy some great Green Turtle food. So make sure you check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton or both for the ultimate destination of game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting with a $10 free bet each and every Thursday. Very good. All right, thanks today to Devin McCourty. Thanks to Jeff Logaman. Thanks to Ken Zalis. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God, it's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow on the program, Mike Tarico before he calls Sunday night's game. Also, um, oh, God, why am I blanking? Michael Pierce is going to join us tomorrow. And I feel like there was something else. Bo, yes. Yes. It's uh, Friday, so we'll chat with our Press Box Ravens beat writer as well. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Harper County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go nobody. Duke sucks.